friends. It's good to see you again. I'm Brian. And I'm Joe. Let's, Let's start, start the show. You just started off immediately with jujitsu. <laughs> I just wanted to show... My, my, my mic almost <laughs> went off the table. I just wanted to show everyone how powerful I am, just without even trying. I'm just going to say, as the blue belts in the room, that didn't look like jujitsu. It seems like Joe <laughs> just got done binge-watching season four of Cobra Kai. <laughs> that was so... Mm. It, it, looked, it looked less like karate and more like crazy. <laughs> well, as, as the sensei of Cobra Kai would say, Quiet! <laughs> I like that. This that's his catchphrase. He just yells "quiet" in a really high pitched growl. Quiet. <laughs> it worked. Did you see me? I was like, yeah, "Okay, okay, yeah, I got it." Okay. Well, episode sixty one, sixty one of the last best conversation. Mm-hmm. We are on location at Great Falls Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in the in the mall. In the mall, it's their new location. But we're within we're within the mall, within the jujitsu dojo. Where but we we within the dojo lies like a, a man mecca, a man mecca. a man palace. <laughs> I would say it's a man I can't say man cave. It's no cave. This is no cave. It's well lit. It's <laughs> yeah. very well. It's lit. well lit, and it's twenty foot ceilings, and like phenomenal. We're what a, we're surrounded with. Well, I, should we just dive right into what we're surrounded with? Or should we also talk about how we were um, led to a security door where everything was labeled maintenance? Go. <laughs> <laughs> so so we have a table to bring in, a rolly, uh, it's a church table. That's what I call it. They're just that every church has one of these, like, what are they called? Unbreakable or something table. The plastic, brown, thick plastic white. table. You know, everybody oh. knows what I'm talking about. Joe is rolling it in and we're, I'm like, hey, maybe we should um, message John and see if there's like a secret way we could get in, not having to roll this all the way through the mall. Mm-hmm. And so John texts back, yeah, there's a back door. Cool. By uh, cool. I think cool. it's is maybe it, by is security. It, is it labeled or something? And so then we're like sitting in the parking lot and I'm like, well, which door? There's 37 of them back here. I never saw so many doors in the mall actually. <laughs> when I started to look, I was like, wait. There's like eight doors in between the doors. By the retaining wall. Yeah, and so then he starts talking to us like we are engineers or something. (laughs) And he's like, by the retaining wall where there's a 45 degree angle next to a security truck marked maintenance. Yeah, I was like, he's so lucky that we are (laughs) such learned men that would know what a retaining wall is. And so then then we get the table out of the back. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Right, right. But we the never, retaining with yeah. the concrete thing that you separates could have said anything. Right. Well, there's a funny story about that too because we saw a kid climbing the retaining wall. That yeah, then he met was us trying inside. the parkour, yeah. and then he was kind of like. And so as yes. Joe's like rolling this in, we're like, "Oh, hey, it's a retaining wall kid!" And he walks up and he's like, "You guys need a hand?" Yeah, he wanted so to know we were if like we needed the hand. Kind of poking fun at him, and mm-hmm. then he totally like at least me, I felt bad. Right. Once he offered to help, I was like, "Oh, I'm a jerk." He then he followed us and sat down looking at us. To make sure that we weren't just were there right. to and so he might have vandalize been like your place. Uh, he might have been security. <laughs> but what we saw was just someone who was walking up the parking lot. And he was like, you know what? Instead of going around this retaining wall, I'm just going to parkour up it. Yep. Boom. Yep. And then he was just like, you know what? I didn't even need to do that because I'm about to just sit here. And he just like sat there like Tom Cruise in the beginning of that movie on the mountain where he's just like the cross position. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, we're just walking in the door. 
he like appears behind us. Yeah. And I thought, well, this is just some high school kid. He doesn't even look like he works. He's in like track pants and a t-shirt. He had that look on his face like Macaulay Culkin did in The Good Son. Like, yeah, he all right. of a sudden I was like, I you can, were in danger. I can yeah. feel his eyes on yeah. the back of my neck. Yeah. <laughs> but the other part too is once we got the table out of the back, Joe thought it would be fun as he's rolling this yeah. to roll it through every mud puddle. I was like, I could miss those, but why not just roll it right through? Because my hand's going to have to be all over the table. Your hand looked like you had been cleaning guns for your whole life. (laughs) Yep. It reminded me of that one job I did in the oil field. What where all the dirt is mixed with oil, right? And it just doesn't doesn't come off. Doesn't I, doesn't that, like wipe off. That must be the field part. There's the oil and the, the dirt. Must be the field part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the oil field. <laughs> so so I actually for the first time in a long time rolled on the floor. R R O F L I O. He was laughing yeah. really hard, really hard at me, <laughs> really he, hard when he showed me his hands. I he, thought it was hilarious. He wasn't laughing like. Let me show you. Let me just like try to show you how funny I think it is. He was just involuntarily doubled over in laughter. And I was like, this feels good. No, this is fine. You can judge me like that in public while I'm rolling. I'm just trying to roll your table through the the mall. But I did have mud hands. And you can actually still see the mud marks on the table (laughs) sitting at. Yeah, on the sides. I only rinsed off my uh, hands. No. My hands are clean, though. And then he was, like, peeling off the mud with his fingers and wiping it off. On the carpet, just right by the door. Where, you know, you wipe your feet anyways. So Kind of like that scene uh, with the faux Rick James talking with Charlie Murphy stories. But yes. He felt the same way outside the mall. Just like, yes. Get a new carpet, you rich motherfathers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> to heck with your couch. Yeah. When I came in the mall, I was like, I don't even like your rug. Get a new rug, you rich mall owners. I'll just wipe my oily mud hands on it. Try to get this out. <laughs> so let's introduce who's talking here so okay. that everybody's up to, up to par with us. Both of you have been on the podcast previously. Mm. One of you has been on the podcast twice. Oh, yeah, that's right. We've, we've had John Harris, our only return customer until yep. now. Now Preston Bloodworth right. yep. is, is on. And they, so Preston, you own... Great Falls Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. This is this is your baby. But John, like, he's just always here, like an assistant. He never <laughs> introduces himself as like a, a part owner or anything. It's always just he's a, a helper. Because yeah, yeah, it's it's That's really hard it's to explain like kind of a unique relationship that happens between like student and instructor and like it's it's in some way John just being super like respectful all, at all times. Like he doesn't have to be like you know there is a part of ownership for him as far as like how much he contributes and like how much this place operates and how it wouldn't operate without him to the degree that it does, you know? Right. But he's always going to downplay that in every, at every turn, because that's just, that's just, I guess what jujitsu does to you, but Mm, it makes you humble. Yeah. He's never going to take any credit Mm -hmm. for anything. So, and he doesn't. I, yeah. I'll take credit. I'm happy to be your first three-way. I mean, <laughs> third three, time three, repeat three customer. Time repeat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Third timer. Third timer. Third timer. Casting third couch. Yeah. No, wait. Oh, wait. There's a no. Yeah. <laughs> there's a black couch in here. There is a. Yes. That Indeed. is. Um, for casting. No. <laughs> the couch. <laughs> that's for casting the couch. Wow. Yes. This that's for, made an uh, awkward turn. Instantly, yep. yeah. So, well, you do I, have John on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
so we can talk about i mean the there is a black couch in here but there's also every nerf weapon i've ever seen in my yeah, life the couch loses any nefariousness when you talk about the other things the other thing yeah. in the yeah. room yeah what that couch would be known for it can't be no based on what's it's for playing xbox in yeah. it's for in playing xbox. Yes, yeah. it is. there's totally it's in is. front of a tv there's exactly with an xbox i can Sheesh. see it from here oh i couldn't see the tv <laughs> It's it's like perfect. It's flat right screen. now. Yeah, yeah. The, the Star Wars helmets are in the way. Exactly. Well, so the Star Wars helmets. I mean, that's the first thing you notice when you come in. Then you notice one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, <gasps> fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. I just noticed 19. the double sided ones. I just no- mm. noticed the yeah, staffs 20, underneath. Twenty one. Twenty one. Is that right? That sounds about right. Yeah. Twenty one lightsabers. There's more. They're I just, was gonna say they're, they're not hidden. even all here. Yeah, they're just they're hidden. <laughs> Dang. Okay. So I want to get into this straight away. Wait, wait. We haven't finished. There's also um, movie posters. Okay. There's some box. What is in the box? What's in the oh. box? Actually, something really cool. Actually, I want to trade is our liability insurance. No, I want to uh, trade everything okay. for what's in the box. So what's in you the would. box is uh, a sculpture from Sideshow Collectibles. So it is a Darth Maul. It's a limited edition sculpt. I think they're only like what? Uh, they're like seven hundred off that one, or it's five to seven hundred. I can't remember. Yeah, there was some limited that. edition of them made. Um, but like we normally had him out, but his um, his lightsaber that's on there is kind of like thin and precarious, and we were worried about like Ugh. during the move and stuff of uh, it getting snapped. So he's being displayed in the box for safekeeping. Okay, so there. so what's does it look exactly like what's on to, the box? To be fair, if he was out of the box, it would have been the first thing you noticed. Yeah, right. Oh, gotcha. Well, De- so the box, like I, I can't. The like, box doesn't do it the credit. They're, they're so amazing. The pieces are magnetic because the sculpture almost feels like metal, and so they're magnetic and they like pull into place and uh, his head can be switched out so he can have like shorter horns or longer horns and um, wow. it's pretty I think epic. there's like a scream face versus like a like kind of a yeah teed, like a teething grit yeah mm-hmm. like a grit situation okay and you've also got action fi- smaller action, fi- action figures um, yes all, all in the boxes more mm-hmm. than one in the box perfect yeah. um, p- the pop figures yeah mm-hmm. Funko Pops those are fun because we um Full disclosure, we were trying to find like some sort of like some sort of like uh, gift to bring you guys. We were gonna bring you guys a gift, and we were like, awesome. we we're like, yeah. what do they like? What? Because you know, like, it's hard to give a gift, you know. And and we were thinking, you know, what would be really heartfelt if if we gave a gift that you could tell that we thought about it. And so, just to let you know, we thought about it, and we were like, we definitely we, did. We were trying to find Star Wars stuff. We were trying to find all kind like. Anything. We, we spent like a whole day driving around together, going to like three different, different at three, least three, three different places, three maybe four different places. Oh, maybe looking four. looking for like books. We were trying to find. Honestly, what I really wanted to find was like a lightsaber. I don't know. You can find a, a, a book about like the 1950s Chevy, right? Mm-hmm. And it just like it's all these sexy pictures mm-hmm. of the 1950s Chevy. And I'm like, there has to be one on lightsabers. There well, is. There is. But, but not in Great Falls. Probably yeah, not. not because someone, well, someone probably already bought it if it existed in the right. first place. Right. Yes. Yes. And so, hard and so we just hard to be we a Star just Wars couldn't. And then, then the amount of Star Wars stuff that exists in this planet is unbelievable. And when you're not in the world it's really hard to know like what is worth something and what is like so when I, so i'm a hunter right and when people think of getting me a gift they're like oh the camo belt 
something yeah. right like that. and then yeah. i get that camel belt and i'm like i have three belts and they're all better i have one with like a, <laughs> like a knife sharpener on it right? i would say it's a problem with buying men gifts in general it's like right you yeah. so, go get what you need and want and then it's like so we were like googling yeah, that's like, why socks and underwear end up being like yes yes <laughs> right you so didn't true. get me a gift that i have to wear one time while i'm hunting when i yeah. I'm not it's not gonna hold my pants up just to take the picture look i used it Thank and you. so that's that's where we kind of landed is like mm-hmm. without spending thousands of dollars getting shipping mm-hmm. you know all of these things like we couldn't get like the quality gift we wanted mm-hmm. and i think now because we've built into this we have to show them their gift yeah that's that makes sense and then we can get into then we can get then we can get into everything i'm with you is that is that good yep okay so we got you a gift and when i said show i was trying to throw you off because we can't actually show you no i go mean ahead. Not, go ahead joe not, i'll let you not, I'll let you. not visually hmm you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to feel this. I'm just kidding. No, it's a song. <laughs> I'm okay. nervous. We made you a. So we made I'm you. I'm nervous. We made you a song. We made you we a did. song. And we just That's basically. Awesome. So basically, I I went on a walk and I started meditating about both you guys, and I was like, what would honor what these guys are all about, and this is what we came up with. I hope it's not too loud, because we've never done this. But we didn't tried doing this beforehand well we've we've listened to the song many times sure just not on i don't not know what the volume here, is gonna so be. yeah we're gonna see i'm gonna go start low no i think you should start higher okay yeah right there right there right there okay so just know that this is basically our gift to you you can have this if it's you like this kind of gift it's the gift from the heart if you yes, like it is. if you like it please use it if you're like it oh this gives me an idea can we work on this a little bit more and make it like this the answer is yes okay What fighting style is this? I find your lack of faith disturbing. I have no wish to fight you. Do or do not. There is no try. (laughs) It's pronounced jujitsu. Yeah, bro. Are you feeling that? Oh, I'm all I love that. Yeah, I love the electro bass line. It's great. I'm tapping my foot. This is good. Oh. I feel like working out. Yeah, you should. Right? Yeah. Right this now? Get some burpees in. Yeah. <laughs> all right, everyone. Burpees. <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can, just be, you can just use this for your next commercial. Oh. Are you looking to get in shape? <laughs> Maybe learn how to fight a little bit? Maybe punch some dude in the face at a bar. Come to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, where we'll teach you how to do that cool stuff, bro, or or or, or lady. Oh, everyone's well. Yeah. Everyone's welcome. I feel there's yeah. got to be like a get in my guard, bro. Like right before the bass drops, right? Get in my guard, bro. That's it, man. I like it. There you go. Thank you. Like. Seriously, that was awesome. That was, hey. that was a great time. I'll send you the file. That's that's, that's my <laughs> gift to you. Yeah. And, and for everyone listening, um, we're going to put this somewhere where you can find it too. I don't know. We, yeah, we we'll have it somewhere. Yet. Oh, it's yeah. going to be on every website we ever have ever. Exactly. <laughs> so don't worry, you'll, you'll hear this. No, okay. Boom. And we can change around those little vocals because I just thought, what would be funny? <laughs> no, that was great. I would say you succeeded. What voices you, do I know how to do? So, so all of those great. were Joe except for the, the one... I think it's clearly me. It doesn't sound like, you the know, one. it doesn't sound as good as his voice. 
but like all of them are actually Joe. Like, and he, so full disclosure, one take for Joe, just like it is. Like, like, just like it is. We talked a little bit about what the phrases should be and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, I should do that when the Yoda voice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, he, that was his idea, actually. Yeah. He was like, then, you should do Yoda. And then, and then he, like, just drops it just like that. And I was like, yeah, phenomenal. phenomenal. That's how, that's how it's done. Go. Yeah. So I just want to let people know, <laughs> I've been getting a lot of backhanded compliments lately. Like, heartfelt backhand like i've never experienced such a like <laughs> heartfelt backhanded compliment in my life but like lately i've been putting myself out there like uploading you know uh songs that i do and people contemporaries of mine other musicians in town are like bro you know three years ago i would have said that i didn't i didn't prefer your voice and you were not a good singer but now man you've leveled up I am like so impressed and blown away. I was like, wow, because part of that compliment makes me feel so good. And then, you know, if you're saying the last three years or whatever, I mean, I've been doing this for 10 years. So what have you been, <laughs> what have you been thinking about me? <laughs> right. It's like, it's like that the husband that like buys his wife a new dress and goes, oh, it's going to look great on you after you lose 10 more pounds. Mm, once you lose that 10 pounds, baby, mm, that's going to sound so good. <laughs> that's what it feels like um and also that i wouldn't even know how to do music like that i'm like guys just because i i have a certain thing that i put forward doesn't mean i know i don't know how to do other music i could do super hardcore music or dance music so this is just a fun way to i don't know show people what i got and do some fun stuff for people no i like it thanks man and, and honestly what i'd say on that is just, it's just important to always keep your own scorecard Right. Right. Yeah. Because what might look like success to someone else or failure or not good or whatever, like if you let their opinion of what you're doing affect you, then like that's that's not good. So and the true. best thing to do is like, okay, you might see it this way. And even if it's good, someone might say, Wow, Joe, that was the best set I've ever heard in my life. Like just straight, not even backhand, just wow. Mm -hmm. I've never heard anything like it in my life. You know, I used to uh, I used to think I've heard live music, but now I can see that I've been enlightened by you. Right, right. Right. And it's like, okay, well now if you're living for that Mm. but you might be like, you know, thank you. And like, you, you, I'm sure you'd be nice about it. You know, you've always been a good guy as far as I've seen, you know, and, uh, but you're in your own head. You might think, but I screwed up a bunch tonight and really yeah. I could have done better. And like, I need to work on this and this actually kind of sucked. And you didn't notice cause you were talking to so-and-so or whatever. And what we you know, but in your own head and not that, you know, you're self-deprecating, but just mm -hmm. if you're in charge of your own destiny and you're not allowing other people to go, Hey, this is what you should be. And now I'm happy. Okay. Well now what are you going to chase that? Yeah, it's for like, sure. No. Or am I going to be done because you said I, I just changed your life? I'm like, whoa, I must be amazing. I'm like, <laughs> right. But it's like, but to you, it's like, you know, I guess to me, it's the difference between winning and, and success. Yeah. I mean, I noticed that my version of success is way different than many other musicians even. And I'm like, I, I'm just not going for the thing you think I want to go for. So thanks for the advice. But I'm, I'm super happy doing what at the pace I'm doing it even. But I mean, every now and again, like, um, I guess I just, I use those. I, I just notice how I feel inside. I'm like, man, that that struck me in a way. I wonder why, you know, and so I just look myself in the mirror and go, well, why did that strike you? Is there something that you should be doing that you've been hiding from? Let's find out. You know, because in my mind, I've, I've always been like, well, I can do that. Mm -hmm. But then I thought, well, geez, that guy gave me kind of, I mean, it was a super honest. It felt super honest of a compliment. Sure. <laughs> and I was like, man, okay, well, what if I just take that honestly and go, all right, well, 
he's only complimenting what I'm putting out there. So what if I put out something different just to see what kind of feedback I get? Sure. And then I don't know. I'll, I'll then I'll try to honestly see how I feel about that feedback. Yeah. And then I might not even care. I'm like, meh, that was a fun thing. I'll go back to my super laid back acoustic thing. Yeah. And if you want my simple hippie advice, I would just say whatever makes you the happiest and whatever you feel like you are, again, like your measurement, like I put everything I have into this and mm -hmm. I really like, for me, this meant something and I, I did my best. It's like, if someone else is like, this is the worst garbage I ever heard. It's like, that shouldn't mm -hmm. be able to touch you. Exactly right. Right. And, and not that it, not that that it, it's easy to attain that. Cause obviously, you know, we all are people and we all have mm -hmm. egos and we all deal with trying to balance between like success and not like putting a bullet in our head in, in, in a metaphorical sense, right? Yeah, of man. like not, you know, feeling like a failure or feeling like, wow, we're just, I'm amazing. It's like any artist is going to battle those two personalities. Oh man, that makes me think of this question for you yeah. specifically. This brings up lightsabers. Because you know, depending on the lightsaber, I mean, do you guys do all lightsabers or just canon lightsabers? All, all lightsabers. All, all lightsabers, cool. So I'll just... Wait, I'm sorry. So we, we got to catch people up. What does that mean? <laughs> so what does that mean? You can't just. So as far as I know, <laughs> right? Someone's like, "There's a cannon lightsaber that fires." Right, like right. <laughs> it fires a cannon. First of all, close. They're they're. I mean, it, not in canon. There is a shotgun that that was destroyed after the first use. <clears throat> so I've been doing my research for you guys. See? Okay, and so I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm thinking cannon was stuff that's in the uh, movies. Yeah. The stuff yes. that's just, what would you call it, legend or lore is just like stuff that's also in other books, but then also in like the cartoons. Yeah, I would say that once it made it into the movie or the new <laughs> cartoons like Clone Wars and things like that, that it is then widely accepted as canon. So canon can also be the newer cartoons. So it's it's even, it's, it's, a, it's a little it's more a complex gray, than that. Yeah. So it's like, there's <laughs> yeah, let's get it, let's get it. Movies is, is canon for sure. Anything okay. one through nine is canon. Okay. Okay. But only wait, so wait. All, all agreed upon. Wait, you said one through nine. Right. Does that, episodes, does that, yeah, Star it, does Wars. that exclude some of the others? Oh, no. So any movie. So Rogue, uh, Rogue, Rogue One, One and also and uh, Han Solo. Han Solo. Or Solo. Okay. Or whatever. Yeah. okay. Sorry. Yeah. To clarify. Yeah. Okay. So all 11. No, that's okay. great. No. So all 11 movies, mm. one through nine, and then the two okay. that aren't the episodes. That's canon as canon gets. Mm -hmm. Then there's like select series that are canon. And typically the big differentiator is really just the the john favreau switchover scenario so john it's like favreau yes okay. so like mandalorian series is canon okay book of boba fett is canon okay that it's been sense. recently like george lucas or like clone wars any star wars clone wars animation is considered canon but okay. like there's some offshoots you know little episodes different things that are awesome but like wouldn't be considered canon there's a lot of video games that aren't considered canon, just an amazing amount of books that are not considered canon. Okay. Yeah, definitely ran into that. Like, mm. there is a ton of books out there. Yes, and which is fun for Star Wars because, boy, you're never going to run out of ideas. <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah. let's do Knights <laughs> of the Old Republic now. Okay, yeah. well, who's Darth Plagueis or whatever they talk about? Have you ever heard the, the tale of Darth Plagueis? Like, who is that? Okay, well, let's right. do a movie. Yeah. Who is that? What are we doing? You know? Gosh, okay, so here's my question, yes. and then I'm going to let Brian ask a question, because it's going to, I think it's just going to, we have to talk about, you can't just talk about lightsabers without fighting styles. Mm -hmm. So so Brian re has done some deep diving into fighting styles. I, okay, let's not say deep. He's done some research. Shallow end walking. He's just into, trying to figure yeah. out what yeah. different Googling fighting styles. Googling on the toilet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, look, so literally, so yeah, that, would yeah, be the shallow, that would be the shallow. We're talking about modern research yeah. here. Yeah, that's where modern research happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, so just for my uh, parlor trick, 
I'm going to try to name you the canon lightsabers colors and what they mean just for our listeners and okay. for you guys so, awesome. so we can all be on the same page so yeah. i'm gonna try so we've got uh the blue lightsaber the blue lightsaber is for more of the warrior type of jedi someone who would go out and look for and hunt down the sith the sith who are using the red lightsaber this red lightsaber was the first lightsaber ever made because they were using synthetic stones in the beginning but then um the, i can't remember if it's the canon or not but now it's um kind of accepted that they can turn any stone red uh, because they'll pour their hate into it making the stone which is a sentient being actually bleed Hence the hence more power, anger, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so that's the blue, red. Lots of nods going around the table. Okay, so yes. I'm right so far. Yeah. Um, the greens. The greens, um, Yoda uses a green. Um, he does that because he is, while he likes the fighting style, he's more about, let's talk this out. Let's use other things in the, let's use the force. Let's focus on the force and not the fighting style. So those people are still warriors, but they're more of the green. Okay, the, that's the masters is what I would say. They mm, mm-hmm. have a higher level of evolution and intuitiveness into the force than because they're more, like, yeah, they're more steeped in the force. Yes. They're not just let's use our sabers. Yeah, because right? if you look at who the green sabers are, you know. Yoda, I mean, for the one, yeah. that's the one that sticks out in my mind. Sure. And um, let's see. Okay, white. White happens after a red one has been changed. So when you change it back from red, it will go to white. And those just happen a couple times. We're not sure what if they have any special qualities. Um, yellow. Yellow is only used for the temple guards. And those are not created by Jedi, but handed down for said job of the temple guard. Um, where am I? So I got uh, green, blue, um, red, white, yellow. Now comes purple. The only people that use purple are Mace Windu and his Padawan because the purple is mixing the red and the blue, which is super dangerous. And only he is going to be, and Brian's going to get into this, using this file Stiding 7 because it uses the good and the bad part of the force. And we're not, we're not even sure if that's okay. Okay. You have, you have and then, the last color in there. And then there is black. The only uh, one that was ever created by the first ever Mandalorian to ever be um, accepted into the Jedi knighthood. And he used a black um, lightsaber that was, we're not sure why, but we think it might be more powerful. It's actually shorter. And uh, there's only one of them. Uh, So, and there's, what else is about that? Uh, We're not sure how they made it. It was by, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was a Mandalorian. Something some cool, awesome name. And that's about it. I think I know. Oh, and one interesting thing. What I didn't know was the, and I noticed you didn't have one on your wall, was the curved hilt of Duke. Count Duke. Count Duke. Mm. Yes. Um, and he is, and Brian might go into this a little bit more. He is not, he's a master of style fighting too, which focuses on saber to saber conflict because. Um, that count was 
from even 15 years old thinking that the Sith is going to come back and he was consumed with this and thinking that everyone else is not seeing this and he's going to be ready with how much he's going to be really good at fighting. And, and Yoda's like, bro, you shouldn't do that. You know what I mean? And I'm going to make you my, my apprentice. And just to make, to, and then he, ha- he grows this hatred for the curved hilt because the curved hilt is only for battle. Right. And Ventress Yod- also has a curved hilt. I will just say that. Who's that? Ventress ah, also Ventress. has curved. Ventress. Yeah. Okay. Which I, I just thought of that. There's one, two, three more that are not up on well, the wall. Again, funny <laughs> enough. So yeah, you like, know, uh-huh. it's not a curved. Uh-huh. We, we have the curved. Yeah. So I'm done. But, That's as much as I. Oh, sorry. Let's He's talk. Too. No. Let's wait, talk. Wait, let's pause for Joe, though. Wow. Was, that what? was man. Yeah. Do you have? Did you have on the track? Do we have like some? Yeah. A little clap. Nope, that was that lady was happy for me. I'm like, I'm impressed. I'm, I'm happy that I could memorize all those. That was really good. Go. Yes. Yeah. Thank good you. It was interesting because I thought, let's just learn a little bit because you guys, I've seen that you're into, um, you know, making them yourselves, um, twirling them in a sword fighting fashion. I'm not twirling. Tw- twirling you, seems like a. Say. Well, we we'll okay? say flowing, but it's it's. I wouldn't flow using yeah. them as you know, a sword style. You know what I mean? They yeah. look really cool that way, and I was like, well, I'm missing a lot. So I didn't know anything about the colors. I didn't know why. I didn't even know that there was a green or blue. I thought there was only the good side and the bad side. There's mm-hmm. going to be green or bluish, and then red. And then when I got into it, I was like, oh, this is why people like this. This is like a samurai thing. There's all this like history and awesome stuff and then associated with then the fighting style and and then it turns out that um you have to make your own i think this is canon now correct me if i'm wrong i think jedis now have to make their own lightsabers and then what is in their heart is what then becomes the the color oh okay that makes now, sense so what do you guys yeah that was great what do you guys think yeah and there's supposedly like you know you can debate what color raised saber is but like uh there's uh, and i don't know if it's canon yet there is one orange that exists. I've not even heard of the um, orange. And the, the oh. orange, I think, comes from the book. So whether that's, you know, that's okay. so funny. It's like, I think Star Wars is one of those things that's so great is like, depending on who you talk to and where people fall and what they want to believe is, yeah. is canon or not. Like, you know, even the things we just said here, you could probably have 800 people outside that are like, well, actually, well, actually. <laughs> you know. Now, let me ask you this real quick and then let's move on. Kay. But John first. Oh, no. What would be, what do you see yourself as Saber? Why? So, what, what color <laughs> yeah. do you think? So, what yeah, color John do you first, think but both need to answer. Yeah, well, we and want answers for both. Also, I want an answer from you after all this research. Okay. So, I'll actually say so, like, I own, like, primarily use all my sabers the color that I actually feel that I would be, which is is orange. Well, um, okay. Because, like, you know, there's a couple of things out if you look that, that talk about the user of those, and, and then, and, you know, I would say orange kind of in lines with purple as there's like some kind of ambiguity to it as to, ah. you know, you're, you're more into using stealth and kind of intrigue and maybe perhaps some manipulation into doing the things that you need to do, but you're not like a, you're not a baller. You're not okay. front, like, you know, taking things out and stuff like that. Um, so unlike the purple, like purple is more like in the heat of combat, I'm going to use the dark side to make my moves stronger in the moment. Orange is more, I'm going to use kind of like the green style, like more like I'm going to talk about subterfuge. I'm going to, I'm going to do other style things to like manipulate the situation. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. That's interesting. 
Because I've not heard of the orange one yet. Yeah, because like I look at it too as like um, it's kind of like green. It's kind of like the green, but there's also a little bit I would of the say dark on side. The level of the green, yeah. It's just that it's like I think it's more like you're willing to utilize the two tools that are available to you to get the job done, which not everyone agrees with. Correct. You which, know, to whereas like if you were like probably a true Jedi, you'd be like, no, like this is not the way of doing this. Like Yoda would be trying know? to talk you out of the orange. Yes. Every day. Yeah. He'd be like, no, Essentially, no, right. you're going to go red. Also, you have chosen. That's yeah, right. Of course. Yeah. Something like that. Um, so yeah, I, I would, I would say that's probably more me. And like, mm. as far as like flow style and stuff like that, like, uh, I would say I'm more of a peacocker. Wouldn't you? Like, uh, I, I would rather do like big looking, <laughs> style not for? peacocking in the, in the sense of showing off, but it's like, moves that were to show that like you have some kind of agility to the other person like maybe this person knows what they are doing i do not Mm. want to have you know confrontation with this person and we're gonna let brian like illuminate us on those fighting styles illuminate and ruminate yeah but what do you what do you say preston as far as your saber color and then you can even (laughs) choose your fighting style and we'll have to talk about what fighting styles are So, so this is actually more of an interesting story, I think, than you probably are, are bargaining for. So Mm-mm, anyway, come on yeah. now. No, 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 no. This is what I'm so taking for. Bargaining yeah. For so all. here we go. <laughs> so, you know, when I first watched Star Wars and everything, I, I love it. But of course, I was attracted to the bad guys because as a kid, like bad guys are cool. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't see the big picture of maybe the metaphor yeah. of what's happening and what like, you know, and how deep the story of Star Wars goes and everything else. Right. So it's just like, oh, Darth Vader's cool and Darth Maul's cool. Right. Okay. Yeah. And they're supposed to be cool. Right, which you don't understand as a kid. Right, in the sense of like good versus evil. Right, why did why mm-hmm. why are the the good guys? They look like dorks in so Star true. Wars. Right, they wear so like true. very plain clothes. They have bad <laughs> haircuts. You know, like, yep, yep. But the good guys or the bad guys look so cool, right? And posing mm-hmm. and armor and their weapons are cooler, right? The double bladed, you know, with dark. So anyway, so when I very first started getting into lightsabers, I didn't know really anything about the colors. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm going to spin this thing around, and I like yeah. red, so I'm going to buy a red blade. Basically, there you go. So I bought a red blade. Is it up on the wall? It is. Yeah, the first the first one I got the the, the longest one. The like longest the, yeah, red the one. longest mid is the first blade I ever bought. Okay, that was red. Cool. So, bought a red blade, and because mm-hmm. to me it's like this is just a lightsaber. I'm just spinning it around. Darth yeah. Vader's cool, right? Yeah, like for a, sure. That, I, that's literally baseline of how my thought process was. Mm-hmm. And not that if someone feels that way, just to caveat that that's wrong or yeah. anything else. Like whatever, you teach to each their own. It's just okay. a fun thing. Yeah. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. If you choose to look at it that way. Okay. And the deeper I got into it, the more I realized about the colors and what they represent. Mm -hmm. And then like, I started thinking about like who I want to be and like who I am and like what really would represent me and like, like what obligation I have. Like, let's say I'm spinning these around, you know, and the kid's watching me. It's like, oh, that's cool. And he has a red blade. It's like, as silly as this might sound, I'll get a little deeper into it, but it's like, do you want to be the person with the red blade that people think are cool? It's like, or do you want to somehow minimize that and be a real leader and it might not look as cool but there's going to be more substance and so for me like the idea of being a leader and like who I really want to be like like we all fight being angry and reacting quickly I'm sure we all can tell a regretful story of when we could have been more calm or whatever right oh yeah but when you realize like the path is getting better and it's like oh you're going to make mistakes okay that's fine Mm -hmm. but doesn't mean you have to become jaded Right. And that's the thing we really have to fight. And that's why like Star Wars is such a powerful story mm-hmm. because, you know, the line between Darth Vader and Anakin is always a very thin line, right. Of like who you really are. Right. So as silly as it was, I stopped really using <laughs> my red blades and I bought some green blades and, or I just buy the white ones and I can make it any color I want. And yeah. I, I just thought it was important to be that for me, even though it's, you know, someone else like, oh, it's, it's a lightsaber, dude, you're, you're silly. It's like, well, maybe. 
Mm-hmm. But like, I think these stories that are being told like Star Wars are really the same story of any story that matters. And so these stories are more important than you think they are, you know, because of what they're actually based on and what they're actually trying to tell you versus like when you're a kid, it's, Hey, the, the bad guy's spinning around a cool weapon. Yeah. When you're older, you go, mm, what's the story really about? And like the, and, and what I'm saying is that the bad side and the easy way will always look more attractive mm-hmm. period. Always does. Always. The, the, what's the thing with the most substance is going to take longest and maybe not get you any glory. And the kids aren't going to buy, you know, how many, how many people buy the Luke Skywalker costume versus, let's say, Darth Vader? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, silly. Uh-huh. But it's like, well, who's actually the hero? Even though the story might be about Darth Vader, who's the hero? Well it's, well, it's Luke. He saved everybody. Yeah, and if you look at the story, does Darth Vader ever seem happy at any point? <laughs> does he ever seem like he's enjoying himself? No. You know? <laughs> no, and, 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 and that's a whole other thought process, too. And I think it, it presents a good metaphor. It's like, okay, you built this incredible castle of everything that anyone could. You literally own the universe. Yep, you're in control. And, you, and you're not happy. You're, you're still. You're, yeah. you're trapped inside your own head and, and of regret and hate and all these things that, you know, have, have been caused by your own actions, you know. And so it's like, I think there's a lot to learn from these stories as, as much as they seem just like, oh, this fun movie where pew, pew, space, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the deeper you get into it, the more you realize, oh these colors and things like that have have significance and if you if you do have any thought process of of the bigger picture Mm -hmm. and some people are real far down the rabbit hole on this stuff i don't know how far you got in your journey but there's some uh i I, and 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 i probably sound like level 12 you know (laughs) star wars nerd but i'm telling you i'm like casual no yeah i feel like you're casual at this (laughs) point from what i've read i'm like yes you're still casual i'm still a casual yeah (laughs) thank you no i'll take that as a compliment you're in normal clothes right now yeah (laughs) yeah like like you're just you're dressed like people dress yeah Yeah. he he planned the costume change for the (laughs) yeah i brought my darth vader outfit you ruined it it. I do have a Darth Vader outfit. Just on a funny okay. thing, speaking of switching allegiance, you should really look up Darth Revan and Darth Revan's story because he's like one of the few people that dual wield. So he has a purple saber and a red saber, mm. but started off as a Jedi, went to dark, came back. It's just, it's an interesting story. I think Sorry. I've heard of this person. Yeah. Because I mean, he was from, yeah, the, the, there'll be some tie into the Mandalore stuff. And yeah, anyway. It's super interesting. And as you're saying that, like, um, not just Star Wars, but as I'm like in this land doing my research, somehow I got into the Marvel world, mm-hmm. you know, and which is s- awesome, which is. And so I thought, oh, because I know you guys also follow the Marvel world. And so let's we're going to talk about um, I have a theory about Thanos and how <laughs> and how and how he's actually the good guy. Huh. And no. someone, and one of my biggest oh, debates wait. with people ever have wait. you know this and is, was about Thanos and, this, and Thanos's decision. And this isn't even mine. I I, I got wait, it from somebody else. We so. can't. We can't, we can't go though. in there. We can't though because we have to make sure. So so John, yeah. orange, orange. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Orange lightsaber. Green. 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 Yeah. Joe's a green for sure. Oh. Gosh. Yeah. Good. Call. Good call, man. No pressure um, coming from me over here to to be like a good guy or anything. <laughs> you know the thing that the thing that really called to me was the purple i i felt that struggle you know and i was like man and i read a little story about how yoda actually um maybe in one of the books or the comics he actually considered the dark side for a second and saw that he could be and i think he even uh, surprised one of the darths or one of the siths or somebody that was like taking him through that and they were even like whoa like if yoda did this they would be in charge of everybody this is actually kind of scary <laughs> and yoda was like yeah no thanks bro i'm still i mean cool i mean i, I get it but i i like the i like the mace 
thing because he's um it's almost like he's sacrificial at the time because i mean there's the level one through six that everyone agrees on of the fighting styles but then mace window with his his purple lightsaber that he i mean he was using another one but he had this dream and he knew that he had to have this purple one and then someone gave him the gift of the purple stone and then finally he got it and realized and then that's how he beat uh somebody i can't remember in the movie like he was like battling someone and then after i read the story i was like oh that's why it was such a cool part of that movie is because mace window was is using his um i didn't we, people don't realize that he's like the, he's the top he's better than yoda he's better than every swordsman ever right now so anyone that's coming up against him you better watch out because he's doing this experimental style seven that he uses all the other styles but then strengthens strengthens his blows and his movements with the dark side and his emotion leaving himself open to be turned Ugh. he really went down some research holes awesome. <laughs> i'm like so, i'm impressed that's why he called me a casual no <laughs> <laughs> he's like now that i've read this <laughs> i spent uh so i yeah i i'm lactose intolerant so i spent a lot of time on the toilet researching <laughs> wait are you really sure yeah i Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, I, to a lesser degree nowadays. Oh, okay. No, I can right. have cream and stuff. I'm fine, but <laughs> more of a It's just a little nugget, you know? I mean, a little nugget for me. I want to give you cheese. Are you, are you, I'm going I'm oh, to take a guess at yours. Oh. I feel like you're either, you're going to say white or you're going to say blue. Okay, so I, I was totally so uh, again, this is, this is like within the last week. I, I knew of the different colors. And I knew that there was a reason behind all of them. I didn't know the why. Yeah. Um, and so now, you know, Joe and I had a conversation or two about them. And yeah, white was where I was. White was where I was leading hey. is uh, to white because it's the one that was changed. It used yeah. to be a red, right? You and used so to be red. I mm. used to be red. Okay. Uh, That's kind of how I feel. Okay. Um, I used to be red. And, and so I would relate most with that. Maybe I'm not the one that changed it. I'm just maybe getting it. But uh, I would be... I think I would be white. Cool. And white looks good. Yeah. White looks good. White it's impressive. Cool. Yeah. And, and when you learn the whole Tano story and, you know, her white sabers and like where she came from and her backstory and stuff like that, I, I think it explains a lot more and it, it, yeah. it makes it cool. She was red too though, right? She was because she was, uh, she was essentially Vader's apprentice and, and worked with him and she was like one of the last people to gaze upon, like there's this whole scene and it, was it from Clone Wars? Like, I'm tired of running out of last sleep. Yeah. Of like, you know, his helmet is cracked and like she's looking at like Anakin's eye like for the last time looking at her in the way that he cared about her and like for an animation, like they did it beautifully, like you can see his pupil dilate and you can kind of see like the last parts of Anakin go away and realize that he's become... Later, and, and I think that's where her shift became too is that she realized like she had to make a choice and couldn't you know, it could be eight hours of podcast <laughs> on its own Sorry. so so it's it's as, as we start down the, the the fighting styles do go along you can't like research one without hearing about the other the, yeah. the colors of the sabers and different things and so the one thing I, I've wanted to correct as you've been talking is they're called forms Sorry, yeah, forms. Yeah. Forms, not styles. And so there's seven of them, as you, as we've already kind of talked about. And and for me to have the express knowledge that you have about the colors as I would about the forms is impossible. Uh, but I, what I do know is, is yeah, you've already kind of pointed out, is form seven isn't used like at all. Yeah, um, just Mason is paddle on. Right. Uh, and it does, it does delve in and it's supposed to be like the hardest one to ever achieve. Form one, everybody 
gets form one. Yeah. Um, as you're uh, a young Jedi, you get form one. The the one that was intriguing to me was you know kind of what does Luke Skywalker do? And and they were saying form three, uh, you'll see, and form five. And mm-hmm. I can't tell you what those forms do. I do have like a cheat sheet, but I wanted to go without the cheat sheet just to to say that like you see Luke Skywalker um, form five the most. Form three, the next, and then form one. They all kind of know. You see him when he's practicing; he'll do form one. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also, you just know that everybody kind of has form one. Yeah. And so, my questions that go along with this, and I don't know how well you guys know all of this, but it, it, it was cool as we did this research into lightsabers, the colors, and and into the fighting styles. Was how much this does relate with BJJ? Oh yeah, right. And how like there's belts. There's this sense of respect. There's a sense of loyalty. There's you need not only just the the styles of fighting. There's a mindset that goes with each style of fighting, and so I can I can see as as someone <clears throat> goes from white belt and everybody learns that form one of of white belt, you can see where someone you can you can maybe even watch them without knowing what belt they were to go. Oh, that's a red belt. Mm. Oh, that's a, you know, that's a blue belt. <laughs> yeah. That dude's a black belt, but he's kind of new into black, you know, and you could probably watch people do this and know all of it. And so, so this is like, this was really intriguing to me to, to know more about you guys by, by researching this stuff. And so um, my question is more of like an open-ended thing is what more do you guys know about forms? And then how does it relate as you guys are doing this, you know, right here in town? So, as far as the forms go with, with Star Wars, you know, it seems like, as you point out with some of the different ones, you know, the only ones I could think of that weren't mentioned too much were like Yoda's form of like more aerial. Mm-hmm. Lots of flips. Right. You yeah. Know, where lots it's of like flips. It's, and that it's one classified. I want to, I want to say it might be five or six. Yeah. I, I want to say it's six, but yeah. I, like I said, I have my cheat sheet. So you keep going. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it is funny because when you get into forms, it's like just much like jujitsu, it's like. You, you you start by picking them, but they ultimately pick you, mm-hmm. you know, and like you can't hide from who you are and like what you're going to have certain moves or styles that like you're going to see and that, that you're going to go, oh, wow, I really like that. That was cool. Yeah. And you'll see something else or do an, a move and you're like, you know, I that didn't really fit me th- mm-hmm. the way I want it to. Or, and so like, I think moves and, and, you know, speak to you and like much like I would assume the forms do for the Jedi where it's like your personality dictates your form more than your training. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that um, is the, the biggest thing. I would say the relation, you know, w- right. what makes the forms as far as like, well, why is this person this form? Well, mm-hmm. like, why, why did that culminate to this versus like, with the, I, I would say the, the biggest distinction I'd say, you know, is like form one isn't, is for the kids and stuff, but after maybe two or three, it's like three to six is like, well, it's more stylistic than it is like, well, this form is considered better or worse than per se. Oh, yeah. Right. Like Yoda would choose his style because he's a short person. So lots of flips and aerial yeah. moves would work Yoda to would his smack advantage. around Luke, you know, yeah. in a fight. We yeah. saw that. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. Form four. Form four. That's form the aerial one. Yeah. Let me guess that. Um, so form two is more um, like saber to saber, but then form three came uh, when there was blasters. So they had to learn how to like mm-hmm. deflect blasters. And then form four, they learned how to send those blasters back to you with just the whip of their saber, I think. Am I, am I close? Well, <laughs> so so form, two, form, form two is graceful. Mm-hmm. It's, it's elegant. Form maybe, two? Maybe, maybe 
more of John's style. So Duke Nukem is a master of two. Duke Nukem? I don't know what his name is. <laughs> <laughs> so Count Dooku. Count, Count, Count Dooku. Oh yeah, Count Dooku. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, was supposed to be like Count the Dooku. best saber to saber yes. combatant. In that, yeah. in that style. In that style. Yes. And um, I learned this real quick. Him, who was using the red, and also Darth <laughs> Vader. I'm still stuck on Duke Nukem. I'm still is stuck it, on what Duke is Duke the real name? Is it Everybody Count? in Count our, our generation is going to be yeah. like, that's right, Duke Nukem. And everybody else is going to be like, who? You need to send him a picture with Duke Nukem with like a lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah, bro. That'd be awesome. Um, they can, um, so in his style, a style two, also um, Vader did this. Um, and you can see it in the movie with uh, Vader fighting Obi-Wan. His, um, he, he has this little button on his uh, dark, his, his red lightsaber that makes it longer or shorter. So like that's just for like oh you're 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 gonna think that I'm right here for like um, dueling you saber to saber but then I'm gonna make it longer and trick you. Sure. So, so. what I never understood is why there's like a clash going on. Mm-hmm. Someone didn't turn out their saber really fast and turn it right back on. Yeah. What the heck? And just slice someone in half. Like no one thought of that. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would do. It was the <laughs> coolest thing. Oh, was it in this eight? I think it was an episode. It might, yeah, it had to have been eight when um, Kylo Ren and uh, Ray are fighting, and they had, Kylo Ren had just um, defeated uh, Sith Lord. Can't think of his name right now, and they're they're fighting the guards up there. The Praetorian uh, Snoke. guards. It was a uh, right? Snoke. He just, Snoke. He just, he just, just yeah. He Snoke. just snuffed Supreme Snoke. Leader Snoke. Yeah. yeah, and and she throws a lightsaber to him, and he catches it, turns it on and off right on the dude's eyeball. Yeah. That was the coolest thing. So yeah, he was. I all, was like, was why haven't they that. done this in the previous seven movies? Have this you is seen the any fan thing? maids? Have you seen any of the fan made Star Wars movies? Uh-uh. There's some real gems. I'll send. I'll send them to you. But there's okay. there's they're you know they're ten to twenty minutes long typically, and they they I would say there's some short films that I like as much or more than the movies. Oh wow! I mean they're 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 as powerful in ten twenty minutes as I can. I mean they're they're capturing whatever Star Wars is in that short period of time, right? So right. It's, it's cool. Oh, I would have to check I'll that out because yeah, like some of the things I, many people. Okay. So th- this is, this is one thing with, with the, the episodes, they're broken into threes, right? And so four, five, and six came out first mm-hmm. and then one, two, and three came out next mm-hmm. and then seven, eight, nine came out most recently. My favorites, I, I may get hate about this are seven, eight, nine, like, like they are my favorites. They're new though, right? Like mm-hmm. they're new. I, I like the new characters. Lots of people hate on it. And my least favorite are what the people that like the the lore of everything really love one, two, and three. Mm. And they're probably my least favorites, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when they, when they introduced um, Jar, Jar Jar Binks, yeah. I was just like, what's, go- what's going on? We, we like, all hated that. Yeah. We all said um, hate mail. And and so you know you you get into but I really I think I I fell more in love with Star Wars with seven eight and nine coming out, sure. um, just because like the the story the story builds I think I think they could have done a little bit better with Luke I think they they showed him kind of weak and yeah. and frail and wishy washy and maybe that's kind of who he is anyway but like I was a little upset about that yeah. Sure. Um, and the uh, Kylo Ren has got to be one of my favorite characters. Oh, and he has a cool saber. So he he, he has a cross handle saber like right you there. have right there. Yeah. 
And that's an, uh, so as Jedi's go, that's a vintage style. So he went back. It's like basically he's using like a super vintage that no one would ever use. Oh, and I didn't it, know that. And it also kind of crackles in the movie. And it's because he broke his stone with so much, almost too much anger. And yeah. so that's why it kind of fizzes and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So he's, he's so powerful and angry. And in real life, I mean, not for nothing, he was... Um, he was a Marine, so I mean, that's why his acting is probably so good. Mm. <laughs> yeah, kidding. probably. Shameless plug, probably <laughs> why. Marines. Yeah. Here, here, here's, here's what I'd say about the episodes. I think you're ahead of your time, and I think in general, people don't appreciate things till later, and I think directors and writers are more visionary than people give them credit for. Mm. So, for example, when the when the prequels came out, they were hated, I'd say, as bad, if not worse, than... Right, and, and fair, yeah, right? And it's, it's been like a flip. But now, like, people are like, well, you know, the prequels actually are pretty cool, right? And it's like, well, what happened? The movie didn't change. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Same movie. Perception. Right, so you go, yeah, perception. You go, oh, maybe you see it a little different through different eyes, and you go, huh, maybe this person was on something. And, and I'd say the biggest problem with sequels in general is you're never going to satisfy anyone because if you're actually going to make a, a sequel that's worthy, just like 789, and, and, and funny enough, you mentioned this about Luke Skywalker, um, it, the story never really does go how we want it to. It's kind of like life, right? It just kind of yeah. kind of happens. Like, you don't want to see Luke like that. Right. Like, this is, it's actually more realistic in some ways, or at least right. more... Well, and that's totally true. Right? Because the story doesn't unfold how you want it to. It just kind of, it just simply is, right? And, and a good story yeah. writer ends the story with you wanting more and also having you make up kind of your own ending in your head, right? That's what makes you attracted Mm -hmm. to the story is like not every hole is plugged, not every bow is tied, not every sentence is finished. So you can try to finish those on your own and you're thinking about the movie later and you're going on. And so when you see like my dream for Luke Skywalker is not him on an island milking some weird creature and (laughs) drinking the green milk, right? Like that, that wasn't it. Yeah. That wasn't it. I, I'm 100% with you. Yeah. But, it, but it, I agree in with some you. weird way, maybe yeah. that's exactly why he did it. Yes. And it's probably more true than mine of him defeating everybody oh. and getting married and having, you know, whatever. I don't know. So the reality of the story shining through, and that, that may be the artistry of it, right? And when I was reading these stories, it it naturally, I mean, because they go walk hand in hand now, the Star Wars and then the Marvel Universe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to part, I'm going to go into the Marvel Universe here. Um, and Wait, so, before you depart to mm-hmm. Marvel, I've sure. just got to say, I think the battle scene with the Praetorian Guards is highly underrated and their weapons are badass. So, <laughs> like the, they're the, so yeah. awesome. Yeah. They are it was so very uh, ballet almost, I want to say. The Ooh, way that Jack, the moves were choreographed and, Jackie and that fight Chan-esque. scene went down. Yeah. And, and they're, they're telling a story through the fight scene too, right? Mm-hmm. Like like you're watching people battle with lightsabers, but you're you're realizing the emotion and the questions that both of them have about their future and what they're going to do. And, but they, they just kind of have to get through this fight together is the only way they can do it. And, you know, there's so much to that moment. Um, I thought the writing was amazing because the only way he was going to, um, get Snoke is through his mind Mm. and Snoke's like, you're weak. And he's like, I'll show you how weak I am. You're going to see me turn in the saber, but you don't know it's the other one. And it was just, it was, I thought just amazing, mm-hmm. just amazing. And, and, and so before we move on to Marvel, I wanted to just ask like out of the nine, not to include Rogue One or Solo, out of the nine, what is your, I'm going to go watch Star Wars right now. What I'm not going to say favorite, okay? Because favorite, 
holds a whole different level. Right. What is the one that you're just like, I can watch this a bazillion times, and when I'm in the mood for Star Wars, this is the one. It's entertaining right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not allowed to choose Rogue One? <laughs> you can. You can. I don't know, <laughs> I why, say, I don't know why I so said that. So here's the thing. I because you say could also, because I was like, wait, you can also say Clone Wars too. So this like, is, this is, you're going to laugh, and it sounds so martyry and stuff, but I would say Rogue One because it, it really plays into with more like who I feel I am as a person and things that I do in everyday life. Right. And it goes back to the orange saber and the, like, like mm. the smoke and mirrors thing. It just plays perfectly into it. Like the other form of entertainment stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Like this mm-hmm. whole illusion of what's there, but it's like in the end of things, as much as we can be like me, me, me on a daily basis, like I realize in the grand scheme of things, it's not about me. Right. It's like, what can I do to help further other things along that are bigger than myself? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel that's what people in Rogue One were doing. Like they knew when they went down to Scarif Beach, like they were not going to get out and stuff. And it's like, you know, I watched mm-hmm. this with Sophie and she's like, what well, you'd run? And it's like, there just comes to a point where you have to realize that you did what you did for the greater whatever. And then you accept the fate that comes along with that. And the, the and, scene, and the, the scene on the beach, the scene on the beach, where yeah, the Scarif Beach. Yes. Oh. Or, or like, you know, the whole, I don't think anybody looked at, uh, you know, I am one with the force and the force is with me like that whole there's just something to i don't know there's something moving about somebody accepting what their their part in in the grand scheme of thing is and and Mm -hmm. and walking toward the finality of that Mm -hmm. um because i i think the greatest thing and the hardest thing for people to accept about it is the humanity of it is that it's like you you do realize there's something else but you're giving yourself up for it mm-hmm. but you're not really i don't know it's hard to explain you know what i mean it's hard to explain well well and most of the time um, most of the time as as we're humans we don't think of our f- we, we we somehow on to get through the day-to-day we think about us ourselves as eternal yeah you're hardwired right? to survive right and, and, and so so we, we don't think of our small piece in the actual eternal we're just right. like how can i make the best of every day for myself, yeah. you know, and that's just kind of how we go. And, and so when they, when they can have this enlightenment to say, you know, things are way bigger than me and now I'm just going to hold hands with this dude. Who I probably, we might've had a little story together, you know, some way and yeah. die on the beach watching the, the mushroom cloud build towards you. Like yeah. that was just, yeah, that was an incredible scene. Because mm, K2SO like is a badass bot, you know, he's yeah. like probably one of the funniest, most hilarious, like true to life droids I'd say there is, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and then I think just beyond that, like style story wise, it played perfectly, you know, into the next movie. So like you so go well. right from yeah. the thing, they get the message on there and then the movie starts off next, you know, right. Leia starships being boarded, Vader's there, they caught the message. It's yeah. like, it, I think it played together really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You? You know, I'm I'm old school. I I just like throwing on like New Hope, you know, yeah. episode four, episode five, something like that. Something I can literally just kind of fall asleep to and just kind of relax. I'm kind of a I fall asleep during a lot of movies. Mm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it's just well, it's easier with it's one comforting. That you, like I I fall asleep to Brooklyn Nine Nine like pretty much every night, <laughs> right? Because it's just I've watched it so many times. It, it just exactly lets your brain forget about things. Do you have a favorite? I mean, I don't I don't know them by number, um, which is weird. But my my favorite scene in any Star Wars movie is um, the, the where he says, uh, "No, I am your father." But then Luke's uh, reply to him is just so weird and out of place. <laughs> he has this like whiny look on his face, like "No, it's impossible." And then he like falls down the shaft. And I don't know why it makes me laugh so much. You need it's to look up. Five. Yeah. <laughs> 
you need to look up the Adult Swim uh, episode where like George Bush is having the dream that he's like a Jedi. Okay. <laughs> but there's that whole scene with like his daughter and stuff, and yeah, it's pretty interesting. The he Family fights. Guy Star Wars is amazing. Oh, yeah, they, they do a good job. Seen it. So they, they do so, a super good job. So like with that, like they're like the first non-Lucas people that got permission to like take the music to take mm. like everything. I don't know how they pulled that off, but um, Family Guy, it's like scene for scene, right? Yeah. I mean, funny. Hilarious. It's right on track. <laughs> the big thing is if you look at it with uh, under the eye of like an attorney, you got to be what, 20% different than mm. the original to not be in copyright infringement, right? Just like you see mm -hmm. knockoffs of like Mountain Dew, it's called, you know, uh, yeah. um, hillside soda or whatever but it's obviously <laughs> yeah. like cheap mountain dew right like it's the same thing you just have to it's like the same logo and graphic but the name's different right it's, it's like, not mountain dew it's hill water <laughs> yeah it's hill water <laughs> i don't know <laughs> misty mountain rain misty rain or whatever yeah you've seen it yeah but yeah i think you just have to change like 20 percent. so i think that keeps you well but they, you know, they that's why they parody, actually I think. had permission but that i think i think they probably got one over on people and just had a lot of money Hey, we're yeah. just going to use your song. We're going to do a little fun parody. And it's like, oh, sure. And and if you look at the timeline, I think maybe, I don't know if they realized just, I think people were as smart to realize what people were doing with that at the time. I, I could be totally wrong. But I, if I was like the Lucas Entertainment or whatever, I I don't think I would ever. And I love Family Guy, by the way. Mm -hmm. But I'd have been like, uh, hell no. <laughs> nope. The, yeah, but they, it, did, they did an amazing job. Which, which, is, a, which is funny and, and not necessarily Marvel, but DC. A funny thing is like you'll never see like Superman's head get ripped off in a, in a movie or a video mm -hmm. game or any, like, mm -hmm. anything that has mm -hmm. like any real, like you, you'll never see it. Because they will never allow that to happen. And like so, right. like they made a they they made a Mortal Kombat style game called uh, DC versus Mortal Kombat, mm -hmm. and then they made the Injustice series. You'll notice both are T for Teen, oh, and, yeah. not, and not mm -hmm. mature, because DC's never going to let their characters be you know mutilated like they do to people in Mortal Kombat. Mm. So kind of interesting when you think about like wow, how, which is what makes your story even cooler. Cause it's like, how do they get the rights to these songs and stuff right, on the, something right. as big as, I mean, we're talking about one of the biggest, if not the biggest like movie franchise of all time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they got the rights to it to make like a TV show ca cartoon. Like that, that's going to parody it. That's going to like, yeah. Crap all over it's it. It's going to take Obi-Wan and make him like a, a pedophile. Yeah. It's oh, going yeah. to make like, it like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, no, are you yeah. kidding me? Obi-Wan is awesome. Okay. So let's, let's transition to Marvel. This oh, another yeah. another good transition. So wait, so I have a question. Did you answer it? Because I had to sneak out for a second. Did you answer the question about the fighting styles and how it transitioned to jujitsu and and stuff like that? Yeah, we it? were talking about. Okay, it a bit, yeah. I'll, I'll listen yeah. back to the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I won't make you repeat. Yeah. But I will tell a funny story on that. Is okay. like this is like one one of my epiphany moments that I had with Preston as we went and uh, trained out of state uh, a couple months ago, or gosh, it's probably been longer than that. Time just seems to fly by. But uh, we got to the school and it was an Ogi day for everybody in the open mats. And, you know, people just got parsed up. Meaning we're not like wearing like the full uniform. We're just like, you know, t-shirts are slick. Thank you. Yeah. We're not wearing like the, the full uniform with the belt and everything like Nogi. You could, you could look like you're like, oh. just got done like working out at the peak or something and you could come to class. Type no of gi or the absence of wearing a gi. Right. Sounds <laughs> like one word, Nogi. There's yes gi, there's no yes -gi and Nogi. No. <laughs> yeah. Nogi sounds like a holiday drink. No honestly. Yeah, you, want some no you want some egg Nogi? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, want some, you want some nogi? I just made a fresh bath. Can you put some in my nogi? Okay, so it was a nogi day. Yeah, and and so I would say like, you know, two or three months after I'd started, if this had happened, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. And, you know, not that I still have any comprehension of what happens in jiu-jitsu now, 
but it's like, uh, you know, the little timer went off and I went to grapple with this guy and the immediate thing, like there were a couple things happened and I told Preston afterwards is like, I immediately realized that that guy was a higher belt level than I was or, or, or had trained longer in a higher experience level because of the simple fact he did not hang on to the guard. And when he got things that did not work, he immediately released them and transitioned to something else. And what, and what you're saying by guard, he means like the, the person was on their back. Right. And instead of just kind of like locking their legs around the person, you know, that's on top of them laying on their back for, for dear life, they immediately abandoned and started to work different positions yeah. beyond that versus just trying to hold on. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know this from grappling with Preston. Right. And it's like it's something that like I can see now, like new people come in and you do things. And it's like if they've got your arm, Preston always says it's like the dog with the chew toy. Right. Like they're holding on to it for dear life. Like two minutes later, you're still doing something They've because they're holding out that that's going to happen. You know, mm -hmm. but this guy was just like, oh, ch -ch -ch -ch, and like, then the little, the light bulbs click. I'm like, mm. I, I've seen this with Mr. Black Belt over here. And sure <laughs> enough, that gentleman was like a brown getting ready to test for black or, yeah. or something in there. So, good. so yeah, it's interesting how you can start to be like, mm. you, you know, you kind of relate that back to the belts. Like you, you know, you can kind of, after a while with jujitsu, you go out, you go somewhere to train, you can look in people and watch them train and you can, you're not always going to be, you know, you're not psychic, but it's like, you can look and generally go, yeah, that guy's probably a blue belt. Yeah. That guy's probably a purple belt. You were spot on. on that. Right. Yeah. You, uh, you, on. you can just walk through and, and I, it sounds mean to say, but even by the way they're standing and presenting themselves, you, you can kind of tell, you know, this, this color range is a little bit more proud this color range, you know, and you can just kind of tell like, like where they're at. And Do you know how you, you can tell a blue belt? They'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you tell the black belt? You won't know until it's too late. Oh, that guy oh. must have been a black belt. Yeah. I have a question. No, uh, you'll always I, have. Yeah. You'll always say that guy was a black belt. Oh, It'll that guy after. was a black belt. Yeah. So that's why I lost. <laughs> that guy was a black belt until he met me. <laughs> now he's in the morgue. <laughs> is there a? Is there a? Um, besides like levels of like experience in the belts is there a fighting style like in for instance when i was in high school wrestling you, there was like a couple i would say at least two different styles of wrestlers that you would see you would see usually the tall lengthy guy who would usually be super good at what we would call leg in wrestling or leg wrestling like they would know how to get their legs on top of you and they'd do all that kind of stuff and be really about those sort of holds and then there was the guy that was just always shooting you know what i mean like shoot aggressive 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 and then the guy that would always be countering the guy that was just like really good at like making sure that he would stuff every one of your shots do you find that in jujitsu is there people that like you know i'm, I'm gonna i'm a ground and pounder or i'm a i'm a boxer or i'm gonna take you down and try to or i'm just gonna try to get you in my guard and then you're gonna go to sleep Sure. No, that's a great question. Um, th there is a lot of different styles you'll see on the mats, but mm -hmm. what I would say personally, and this this is I, I say this with not a hint of like elitism of like, well, that's not jujitsu. Okay, but it's like I think if your goal is to just like I want to like, and and this is there's also a difference between like sport and self defense jujitsu, which is kind of an important mm -hmm. differentiation, right? Mm -hmm. So like in sport jujitsu there's a little more of what you're talking about where it's like, yeah, I, I like this position and I'm really good at like maybe shoulder locks and I'm good at getting on top of someone. And like, I, I'm hard to take down. People try to take me down. No, I, I end up on top somehow. Right. And I'm really good at being heavy and maybe attacking shoulders mm -hmm. versus like, mm, I'm a smaller guy who never wrestled. I can't really even pick that style. Mm -hmm. So your style picks you kind of back. Cause you know, when you're a big, strong guy, well, naturally you're going to be a top, player right you're and, and the goal in jujitsu and fighting in general i would say is to be on top 
mm-hmm. you know, that, that means you're winning t- right. typically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but what I would say is the ultimate goal in jujitsu isn't to have like a style that is going to be like, let's say like strike first, even mm-hmm. though like Cobra Kai, right? Start. Right. Jujitsu is pure, like, and again, differentiating now from the sport to self-defense, the ultimate, and, and, and it works with both, but the ultimate goal is to, no matter how someone grabs you, right? No matter how someone tries to put you in a choke or an arm lock or, or hold you down, however they can squish you all they want, mm-hmm. you're literally going to be like, hey, hey, and just easily use as little force as possible, right? We call mm-hmm. it 80-20. You know, okay. use 20% effort, but get 80% results, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can use that 80-20 method and, and get to a position where, like, they don't have any idea how you got out and can't believe what's even happening to them. And Because most people don't know how complex and how intricate and how deep we get into like the intricacies of, of clinching and, and grappling when, mm-hmm. in that type of fighting versus striking. Yeah. And, and so there's lots of styles when it comes to sports. It's like, Oh, this guy's more of a top player or a pressure passer. Mm-hmm. But ultimately the goal is to just make it. So no matter how someone grabs you or tries to take you down or wh- wherever someone has you, and this is kind of like life, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no matter where you're at, you have to assume you're going to be in the bad spot. This is good jujitsu to me. Mm-hmm. Assume you're going to be in the really bad spot. Someone's on top of you, holding you down, doing their very best move to you. Mm-hmm. That's when you got to be at your best. Gotcha. Where, you know, if I were to take a random guy out of the hall right now, okay, I bet he could hold down a good percentage of my class. Just like regular size, regular average guy, like never, never trained. Just like, hey, lay on top of this person and try to hold them down. I'll show you like one would just keep your hands out, go. Mm-hmm. They could hold down some people, mm-hmm. right? But the smallest person in my class... Right. Well, first off, everyone would hold that guy down. Okay. Right. Every one of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Even from the smallest to the to the whim. Everyone. There's no way that guy would be getting out if he's never trained. Average guy. Mm-hmm. Hold this guy down. One, two, three, go. I would put my smallest, newest, you know, green belt against that person, and there's just no way you're going to get away from this person. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, w- the the message is everyone's good when things are going good. Uh, <laughs> everyone's yeah. good on top. Even mm-hmm. someone that hasn't trained. Right. Mm-hmm. But how are you in? You're under pressure. Hmm. How are you when things aren't going so hot? Man. The best people in jujitsu aren't afraid to let someone just like come get me, like try to tear my head off. I'll lay down, try anything you want. Yeah, it'd be interesting for and me to like, work out oh, how to react. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That was interesting because it's just like anything. You like it's like learning new songs. Yeah. There's only so many ways you can mix up notes, right? And so after a while you start to see patterns. Mm-hmm. And so where it's like it might be a new song. Like, I've seen this pattern before, if not something similar. Mm-hmm. So there's only so many ways someone can attack you that you're like, oh, I have no idea what you're doing. That was so clever. It's like, well, I don't know. I've grappled like two or 3,000 hours. Yeah. It's going to be hard to surprise me with two arms and two legs. <laughs> and not that I don't tap out, right. but I'm, I'm talking more about the self-defense side of like someone that's untrained mm-hmm. doing something you weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. It's just, the, it's astronomically low mm-hmm. and it gives you a different level of confidence when the newer person comes in and you know, we don't, we don't, we don't mistreat people, but it actually hook, it gets them hooked because they thought they were maybe, you know, so, and we all, you know, we all, again, we all battle with ego and who we, we're trying to be and who we are. But then when like a smaller, you know, female, let's say holds you down or does whatever and chokes you and like, you can't do anything about it. It kind of yeah. changes your, you have right. to face a little different self inventory of like, Hmm, I want to know how she did, you know, that. like what the heck, but that's the thing. It actually gets you hooked. Cause you yeah. go, wow, well, if I'm an athletic dude that I thought I was tough walking in here, but this, what if I had that skill Yeah. and I'm this guy? Oh, well now. And then by the time you get there, you're like, Oh, I don't want to be that guy anymore. <laughs> awesome. Right. right. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, there's, you don't there's, care about that <clears throat> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's way too many, 
alpha, well, uh, air quotes, alpha males out there that are like, you just don't want me to red out, bro. Yeah, I wake up and there's I blood. Just, I don't have yeah. to. I don't yeah. have to practice. You just yeah. get me in a corner and I'll, I'll cheetah out of it or whatever right and yeah that's not to me that sounds case. like i can do brain surgery you just put me in there you give me the scalpel <laughs> yeah like i'll do it I, i've never done it but like i know if i was there i yeah. would know what I to just, do I just, yeah. like, what are you talking about i know musicians like that for sure and when you guys you guys can look at like a fighter and go oh that guy has been in this many matches like i can look at a guy hold a guitar and be like oh he's been playing for about this long and 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 what I learned, um, I, I started out with a pick. I'm learning with the pick. Everyone says learn it, use a pick, and then I realized that oh, I'm I'm I kind of I'm better with my fingers. I'm still going to l use the pick because I want to know what it's about, and I I like those basics. But I guess for me, it became finger style, and so it's like the fighting style. You know, I was like this pick, this chose me because when I tried to do this other style, I found pain and I found resistance in my body, and I couldn't figure out a way to make it go away until I found this other style. And I was like, oh, this is, I sound better. I feel better. Maybe this is for me. And pain and suffering is the path of the dark side. It is. <laughs> also fear, I learned. Yeah. <laughs> but e even though I would say that's true, I think there's an interesting way to, to break down the definition of what pain is because, you know, pain is also any pleasure you ever want. Mm -hmm. And not that the pain itself was the pleasure, but it's the path, right? And it's like, if you look at the story of any hero, it's not it's not one where you're sitting around, let's say, and things are going well. Mm -hmm. It's you know, how does any hero story start? Like, let's just say a modern movie. What's the hero? Who's who, let's just look at a hero, okay? It's like, oh, your family's dead. <laughs> you know, you're stranded on a island with terrorists, and you have you know, no choice but to be a hero. You're yeah, yeah you're a hero. It's like, well, mm -hmm. what what did that mean for that guy? <laughs> yeah, it, it meant that his dog's dead, and I gotta do the thing. His dog said you're already alone and depressed, yeah. and your your life yeah. was already like you're hiding or whatever. Like it's like, oh, you're the hero. It's this like, will be this will be our transition right yeah. here. Oh we yeah, Marvel movies, okay? Because Thor, uh, oh, what's the raccoon's name? Why can't <laughs> oh. I think of the raccoon? Rocket. Uh, it's Rocket. Yeah, Rocket. Rocket. Thank you. Raccoon. So Rocket's like time Job to be bro. the captain, and he goes over and talks to <laughs> Thor, <laughs> yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, so mom's dead, dad's dead brother's dead your best friend's dead are you sure you're ready to fight this thanos character and he's like i have nothing else to lose there's mm. been a there's been a bunch of dudes over the last few thousand years that all thought that they could beat me and yeah i'm still standing so yeah i'm gonna go up against him but if i lose like i have nothing left to lose yeah and that's that's the segue but again they don't have attachment <sighs> yeah. right yeah. They don't. They, so that mindset yeah. is the same. The, the it's Jedi. that same kind of mindset of Rogue right. One. They don't have the attachment, so they can go in because they're they don't have any reason to not do what they need to do to complete what they've right. set out to do. Oh yeah, change the way I wake up in the morning. Have Have you guys seen the Eternals movie yet? We uh, We were just talking <laughs> about it. <laughs> Uh, all, all Marvel movies. Okay, good, good. <laughs> yes, but we were just talking about Eternals today. So okay, because I, mean, I fell asleep during Black Widow to caveat, but literally every <laughs> other movie period I've seen. You it. fell asleep during what? Perfect. Black Widow. Black it wasn't Widow. the movie's fault. I couldn't say it was good or bad. I just, I told you I fell asleep during okay, a lot of movies. Okay, because like I, Black Widow, I love. I yeah, love Black Widow. I just, so I hadn't seen Eternals yet, except for the, and then this week I was doing my research. I stumbled upon um, the theory. Someone just had a theory about Thanos. Mm -hmm. Got me going down this, whatever research and and i started looking up for some reason it was like also connected in the youtube algorithm but it was the what's the name of the um old heroes in the bible p h p h i l 
Philium? Philium. Philium. So there's a, there's, a, there's a passage in the Bible, right, that says something, I'm paraphrasing, but it says something about the Philium, that, and that just that they are the old heroes of the old world, and then we never hear about them again, okay? And so that intrigues me to start watching The Eternals. And so if you look up the Eternals, it got the worst ratings. Everyone hates the Eternals. It's so confusing, blah, blah, blah. But then I had this idea of like, well, there is this old, super old, you know, heroes of the old world and this theory. And I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. And so watching the movie and with that in my mind, I'm thinking the Eternals are this phileum. Okay. So they've been around forever. They're teaching mankind how to do things. The goddess of war is Athena or Athena. Okay. So it's loosely. Okay. I'm like, I'm just working with this theory as I'm watching it. Okay. 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 I'm, I'm understanding this. And then there's another, um, and it's its own like 15 minute little video. And so here's the theory about Thanos being the good guy. I don't know why I needed to bring all that up, but to bring up the Thanos (laughs) thing. You you had a a good preface. That's fine. There's going to, yeah. So I bet you there's going to be something in there that works for this, but okay. So here's the theory. Now, in that movie, The Eternals, um, they're all trying to stop a thing from happening, stop a, that thing from being born and exploding the earth. I'm trying not to do too many spoilers. Sure. But oh, spoiler it's been out long enough. Spoiler it's been out long enough. Can I just be like, spoiler alert, don't yeah, worry about it? Okay. Yeah. So hey, listen, if you haven't if watched you're, it, stop. If you're listening and you haven't watched it and you also are afraid of spoilers, uh, okay. fast, fast forward. Yeah, or um, stop right now and go watch the movies, please. 18 minutes <laughs> yeah. or something. Like. So... Okay, so what do we got? Okay, so in Eternals, we are told that there is a celestial, okay, that is needs to be born in the middle of the earth. It right. needs the population to grow to a certain point in order to collect that energy and be able to be born, okay? There is also a celestial in Garden, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, so similar thing. I'm working with both of them. I'm just trying to keep these in my brain. And so the theory goes that when, and they even said it in the Eternals, they said Thanos took this um, world-destroying celestial off of its timetable. So because half of the world was gone, it didn't have the energy to be born, hence saving Earth, because Earth was about to be exploded in cool fashion. Um, So in that movie, there is a madness that Athena suffers from. Mad Rai, or I'm mispronouncing it, but they say that, so these uh, Eternals, they call them, they suffer from this madness, and then we learn that this madness is actually them remembering the things that have been erased from their memory. So if you go back to, um, I can't remember the name of the movie, but it's the first Marvel movie when Thanos deleted everybody. He actually says, on my planet, I remember this thing happened. I tried to warn them we were going to run out of resources. What we all thought was, well, the world is going to run out of the coal and the wood and the food because there's just too many people. Now, the theory goes is what he was actually referring to and why he looks so different than his brother Eros, who's a beautiful, handsome young man. He looks like this crazy person because he too is suffering from this madness, the madness of actually remembering the thing that he's been deleted. Maybe he's an eternal. And so what he was actually trying to do is save his planet from blowing up. He could not do that. And he's like, I need to stop this madness and I'm the only one that I'm the only one that remembers. I'm the only one that knows that's not a celestial trying to be born. Mm-hmm. And so basically the theory goes that when he snapped his fingers, he saved everyone. Because then what did he do after that? He just kind of went and lived in his cool 
flower garden type of cabin in the woods or wherever the hell he was and just kind of being like, yep, did it. I'm happy. And there's balance to the universe. I mean, he wasn't trying to like take over things, explode planets. And so that is really an intriguing theory to me now because, I mean, how do you argue that? So what are your thoughts? Preston, <laughs> yeah, like, Preston uh, shot his hand up. So <laughs> we're going to call on Preston first. Yeah, so, so Thanos is one hundred percent a bad guy, and okay. and, I'll, and I'll tell you why I I believe that. Okay, okay. Um, the biggest reason for me is Callus. Now, with the power of the Infinity Stones in Thanos' hand, so how callous he is with yeah. Okay. So with without without with the power of the Infinity Stones in his hand, mm-hmm. he didn't. The resources wouldn't be a problem. You can double the resources. He could just save everybody. You can triple the resources. Mm. You can turn the next celestial thing that's going to be born into a unicorn. You can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. Turn mm. back time. But okay. But his general idea was that the only way, and that's that's the other issue of him being a bad guy is dealing with the absolutes. The mm-hmm. only way I can do, save everyone is to mm-hmm. kill half of everyone. Mm-hmm. That's the only way. The yep. only way. Right. What right. about? Seems a little Darth Vadery, right? Seems a little Darth Vadery to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're gonna go destroy half. The, right. So, right. what makes him bad to me is is the fact that he could have done anything with those stones, tripled the resources, made everyone invincible. I mean, with the with the stones, you literally can do anything, mm-hmm. and he chose to kill. That that, that to me, and, and it's like, yeah. well, that stopped this other thing from happening. Well, he could have stopped that too. The power of the stones is is vast and, and immeasurable. I think the only thing that makes me pause is is um, Grubis or whatever that guy's name that could control people's minds in the Eternals, right? So like, again, why, did, why didn't they just it, control everyone's mind and make everyone be happy and nice to each other and only farm what they needed? You know, so maybe he's trying to allow life be life, but within life's parameters, even if I have this all-powerful genie that I can make any wish I want. That's that's basically the only. Yeah. I think he referenced that. I love, that, it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, In the movie, though, is that he specifically said? I think it was the scene on the beach toward the end that he thought about taking over the mind of every single person on the planet, right? And and having them not do that. And why? But see, that's where that I would good? go to go back and say further that, like, if you look at it, like the Eternals weren't the saviors. Nope. Like they realized their purpose essentially were shepherds. They yep. were just to make sure that humanity survived to a state where there were enough of them because the people yeah. were the resources to you know, spur Tiamat to come out of the planet. Yeah. You know, so I, I guess it's that thing where we can look at it and it's like, well, you know, Thanos' resources that he were talking about were people like pain, suffering, starvation and stuff like that. So yeah. it's like, do I think that he was really concerned about, you know, the people themselves being the resources? No. And that's why it was so easy for him to... And, and my thing goes along the same with Preston's. is like, if you have that mm-hmm. kind of power, it's yeah. easy to take... The, the easy thing and just be like, well, I'm just going to wipe half of everybody out and it's fine. Yeah. Right. Here, here's a, hopefully a non Sith absolute. I just think in general, <laughs> like killing is wrong. So uh, yeah. like if your solution to something is like mass genocide, mm-hmm. I'm just like, you lost me at the mass genocide part. Right. And right. even though he might have had knowledge of like, well, you're actually stopping this thing. It goes back to the power of the stones being able to make so many different choices. He could know that. Yeah. You know, right. and why choose this one path? It's like, because mm-hmm. in my opinion, callous, and, and that's mm. what makes him bad is that he, he lost sight of the bigger picture. If he, yes. you know, he could have, the, the Avengers could have helped him. He could have talked to him and say, hey, look, guys, there's this thing coming. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than all this. Let's and, all work together. Yeah. And then with the power of the stones and then the knowledge of people like Tony Stark and, and um, you know, the Hulk and everybody, what could they have manifested that wasn't 
callous and wasn't had to be because they were able to just undo everything quote unquote in the next yeah. movie which by the way I hated oh yeah hate just if they would have just left it in Infinity all. War that would have been the most gangster thing of all time you yes. know? it's like yes end it it's like it's over <laughs> sorry pack it up you but, know what I agree with that but the only thing I'm thinking as devil's advocate but it's great just to keep I the, love this type of it's, let, it's so fun and I'm only saying this yeah, just yeah. to keep the conversation yeah. going but here's so what fun. I'm thinking like I, I cannot disagree with what you're saying but as a human you know, but like, what if you, what if you considered yourself God? Like you are now the most powerful being in the universe. And if we read anyone's Bible, there's always a certain people that have to die. And there's always us that the followers of that religion that say, well, that's God's plan. And that was a good thing. So maybe Thanos, you know, he's thinking, I remember now my memory's not being erased in theory. We don't know that. Okay, sure. still working in theory. But let's say he's like, I remember and I know that now that, that I'm, I thought I was a hero of the Eternals movie, of my own Eternals movie, but dang, I found out that I'm just, a, I'm just the babysitter for these world enders. The world enders that I'm told are balancing the actual light and darkness of our entire universe and galaxy is what they're trying to lead us to believe, right? And so, and then the Eternals are like, well, that doesn't seem right. That seems, that seems so dark side. This can't be the only answer. And so they stop that. You know what I mean? And I feel like Thanos was doing the same thing. He stopped it in a different way for sure. Because, I mean, in the Eternals, they don't tell us how or why. They just say he's now asleep, I guess. They've frozen or killed him or whatever, and they're going to be judged. But, I mean, well, they didn't address, well, this was just one of uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of celestials. Right. And this, this is an ongoing process. So they didn't his, address that at right. all. His purpose of being born is to create more multiverses and create more life. And so what if they now are just waiting for this impending darkness? What if, we, what if we've killed 100% of the world and, and 100 more worlds because we didn't sacrifice our one world or half of our world or whatever the argument is? Right. No, and I think that's a, that's a good uh, way to kind of sum that. It's, like, it's mm -hmm. like if you were, you know, just to use random animals, it's like, oh, you know, don't don't kill that wolf because it's you know, and, and, and I'm just, I'm just picking a random animal. I'm not an advocate for killing anything or You're whatever. Just I'm part just, of the ecosystem. Part of some ecosystem. Hey, there's mm -hmm. this wolf. Kill it. It's like okay, well, how what did the, who did that save? What would that wolf have done otherwise? Mm -hmm. Where's the cost versus the gain in what something dying? Yeah. But I would say the thing about the religious aspect is I'd say the big difference that you'll see is the the self sacrifice or willing sacrifice versus like. No, we're going to kill you. Ah, willing. You know? yeah. And so mm -hmm. that's, that's, and you know, I know, and it's just fun to kind of think about these ideas, but anyway. That blew my mind when I was, because I mean, I kind of, I kind of half watched the movies, you know what I mean? But when I heard that and it was like all connecting with loosely based, like what I was seeing is like how I was thinking, well, gosh, these guys that are writing these stories are basing them loosely off biblical stories. Mm -hmm. Like they just have to be now that I'm seeing this and now like it's not even, I mean, gosh, just read Genesis and then go watch Eternals. Yeah. My gosh, you're going to be like, whoa, this is, they're kind of copywriting this. This is. <laughs> or, or read the Bible and watch this. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. It, the the it, force. It, it, right. It's, and the, it's, dying, the dying father. Ha the having son. 10 years of studying the Bible under my belt, yeah. like they use like word for word, yeah. like quotes out of the Bible well, many the times. May the force be with you. What, what does that mean? May, may, may God be with you. Well, and also yeah, like right. Lutherans, that's how they like greet when you're that's at a Lutheran church. That's how they talk. Um, mm -hmm. 
peace be with you. Mm-hmm. And then somebody will, re- re- will say, you know, and also with you. That's how you also like, do you. things and also with uh-huh. you. And so th- that's definitely. They're not hiding it. No, they're not hiding it but, at but all. But again, it's telling this very important story mm-hmm. as many possible ways as you can. So that for whatever reason, we're into that. You yeah. know, we're into that as people. It's really the same story. And how can we tell it another way that will resonate with people differently than maybe this other way did. And because certain things are going to resonate differently with people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's like, is it really any wonder that star Wars has had the success it's had? Oh no, not at all. No, but using, but I mean, just using a tried and true formula. We all see in our as life, as far as the, a good story, you know? the light and dark mm-hmm. side, right? Like we, we all see it in our life with the guy at the gas station, with somebody at a red light, with, getting pulled over for speeding when you try to make a decision in your life and you know one of them is going to be better but harder and one of them is going to be easier but worse you know uh yeah i mean we deal with the light and the dark and so it's 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 attractive to watch a movie that's that's not your life right like it's not like so real that it's like your life but there's this whimsical fantasy about it where you can still then relate it loosely and it doesn't have as much of a i don't know um reality to it where yeah. you're forced to then like am i light or dark you know yeah. you can just kind of watch it and go oh i'd be i'd have a red lightsaber right and you can look sure. at it and you're not thinking i'm this evil character you're yeah. just i'm i like the color red and you can do that and and be free to do it and i think that's i think that's why it's so attractive sure. i think well i always think it's funny funny enough on the whole fantasy thing is like People are always like, oh, I would love to live in the Star Wars universe. No, you wouldn't. No, no nobody no, would. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, because they all think you're going to be a Jedi. People with swords and lasers right? and yeah. you yeah. lost your arm and like it's sandy <laughs> and there's monsters and you're being like, you're a slave. Like, no. Yeah, you're you going to be a water farmer. You know, you're like, oh, I want to yeah. live like it's Walking Dead. No, you don't. No, man. No, no. you don't. I'm sorry. You really don't. You don't want to never. You you don't want to take fresh showers. Yeah, like you don't want to see your family. And what they don't like you don't really want to sleep in clean sheets. Like, they don't yeah. talk about in the Walking Dead series is like the beans they found. Yeah, those are like seven years old, right? Like we're, whatever season we're on now, yeah. you know, nine, ten years old yeah, beans. Lilith or whatever she's grown. How yeah. many times would you pull those fresh beans out? Yeah. Right, and they're all excited to eat the beans, but you're like, no, you. That's horrible that no. you're excited to eat beans. You don't want to live that way. No. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I like fresh sushi. They fantasize. Right. <laughs> you, remember that, you remember the sword fighting aspect of Star Wars, not the whole like getting yeah. all your limbs cut off, losing your family, being lit on fire. You know, right. Yeah. right. Oh, Darth Vader's cool. Yeah. But it's back I, to the hero's tale, right? I just remember like blocking that that lightsaber like without looking behind my back, like shikink. <laughs> so so there's. I would just throw out. Sorry to, to pin on something you said, and this is going a little far off into the weeds, but it's like. You know, you said like the people accept like, yeah, like some people have to die and this and this. And I'd say Mm -hmm. because we're bound by what we know Mm -hmm. and that's the the natural order that we know. But it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that 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 is all that there is. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, maybe like, you know, life and death is a cycle and it goes, but it doesn't mean the death has to come at your hands. Yeah. And and so I think that's why, like when you look at the the Jedi or something like that, or like, you know, um, these people that have kind of these evolved higher consciousness mm-hmm. that happens they decide oh like you know i'm only gonna i'm gonna go off and i'm gonna live by myself i'm gonna go off in the woods and i'm going yeah. to eat these things and and not, and not do this and not kill and not uh, you know um i don't know I, w- I would say that we should always question those things even for the movies it's fun because it's like well yeah we have to be we think it has to be this way and it's like why well because that's what we know mm-hmm. you know it's like the, in the cloud atlas there was a line where he's telling the guy he's like there's a natural order to things and people that try and shake that order it doesn't bode well for them yeah yeah 
but those people got to a point where they realized that there was something else other there's than something. what and so, was being sold. And, an, and another point into this is there's an there's an argument in Infinity um, about uh, we don't trade a life for a life on the good side of things, right? Captain like, America. Right? Yeah. So yeah. Captain America yeah. is like, we don't trade a life for a life. And then um, Robot uh, Vision, Vision mm-hmm. is like reminding it him of, hey, you've traded your life for however many others back in the you know 40s or whatever mm. and then also like thanos then shows up and it, they it, so so they don't when you're talking about absolutes or on the dark side right they do not see and i think that's the the defining line for thanos is he doesn't see another way mm-hmm. but even though captain america says we don't trade a life for life he really means that's the last resort and we will but we're going to try everything we can before we get to that point. And, and so that's where that, and, and I'm, so I'm glad you kind of brought that back because I'm like, yeah, it, the, the good side always tries to find another way. Cause there might be something we're not seeing. The dark side is just like, no, there's only one way. You know, I was just thinking about this um, in another, I was thinking about the basic story of Buddha, you know, like, um, so Buddha was born into riches and his parents were like, there's a bunch of, you're a rich guy basically. And they wouldn't let him even see poverty. He didn't know that poor people existed. Then he saw that they did exist. And he thought, well, I'm going to be poorer than everybody. I'm going to do the most poor thing in the whole wide world. And then that didn't work out for him. You know what I mean? But the, the, the part of the story that, that has never really struck me until I've been doing this research was I was, I was all of a sudden I put myself in, um, Buddha's place, like right before he was talking to his parents. You know what I mean? Because like you're a prince or whatever. This is all you've ever known. This is your storyline. And all of a sudden, you just get some more information. And how much courage would it take to go, you know, I know the plan you've got for me. I know the reason you've created me, people who have created me. But I think I have a different path. And I don't know what it is, but I got to go find it myself. You can't show me what it is. Uh, these poor people, once he went out and tried to starve himself and be the poor as he, they couldn't show him. He tried to be as poor and he, he beat himself. He tortured himself. Nothing. Until he was sitting under the Bodhi tree and a bad thought came to him or the bad devil or whatever. And all he did was, he just said, well, I noticed that. I noticed that you're trying to make me go the easy route. And I'm just going to notice that. I'm not more powerful than you. I'm just noticing that ha- that is happening. And I also just kind of noticed that I'm hungry. And that's like the beginning of his awakening. Like he is awoken from the storyline that was given to him. And he's like, you know, just by living in this world, having the same reality as everyone else, I'm seeing something different. I'm going to follow that path. And how much courage would that take? And then I think of, wow, that's like the storyline of the Jedi. His parents didn't want Luke to go. They're like, no, this is not for you. Your your parents, this wasn't good for them. And he was like, I, I know I could stay here and this is a happy life, but I I need to go where my path leads me. Even if it's not every day is going to be happy, it's always going to be apple pies and I'm going to grow old and super old and die in my bed, in my sleep. I have to follow this path because this is, I think this is for me. It's unexplainable, but we can all feel it. It's like that universal story. That one that... Um, most of us are just trying to act like we're living. You know, we're trying to just wear the t-shirt that says, I'm, I'm awoke. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on the right path. I know what I'm doing. But are you? Right. 
And so that's the thing that just really got me about this movie. Because this movie, the thing that I think really strikes people or it struck me is how much it encourages you to, yeah, watch the movie, have fun, buy the figurines. But as you're doing that, <laughs> do you notice how much you're looking within and going, hmm, I wonder which Jedi I am. Or I wonder how I deal with that situation. Because, man, I, I've been angry before too. And I'd want to I'd save my family. And I'd want to use everything, even if it was the full power of my anger, to defend my family. Well, I think those characters bring up a really great thing too, that it's like, and, and this is part of the discussion we had about Eternals and stuff is like, you know, even Icarus who like knew yeah. everything was happening who that power. It's like, yeah. you start to question, am I doing the right thing? Right. Oh, yeah. Or people like, it's easy to look at Vader and glorify him and be like, Oh yeah, he has all these powers or, or like celebrities we talk about all the time. Like it's easy to look and be like, Oh, they've got the life. They have everything. Right. Yeah. And then you look at these people like uh, some music that, you know, Preston has turned me on to with like the lyrics specifically in the song. Like, yeah, everybody thinks I'm doing okay and I'm out here because, but then nobody's checking on me to make sure I'm okay that mm. I have it because they just think that I've elevated to this place that I have everything that I need and that I have all the answers. Yeah. I still don't. Well, you guys yeah. have seen the movie Watchmen. It's DC, but I think it's germane to the, mm -hmm. to the combo. Okay. Um, you know, the great, you know, it's a, supposed to be a joke, but it's not funny, but you know, he says, you know, the guy goes to the doctor and says, you know, I'm depressed struggling i'm yeah. you know i want to kill myself you know anything will help you know please mm -hmm. and the doctor says well you're in luck the the great clown Pagliacci is going to be here this this week and he, he'll he can cheer anybody up and the guy bursts into tears and says doctor i am Pagliacci oh, right and so it's yeah. like ha ha <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's not, like it's not that, that funny of a joke but it's very <laughs> very poignant <laughs> yeah because i mean that's it's like a stereotype the crying clown you know yeah. the one who's supposed to they paint the smile on you know, when inside they're only being a clown and needing this approval because of their need for approval. And what's Vader? Mm. He's got this exterior that I'm so powerful, but but he's actually an, a burnt amputee that's yeah. in pain all day long. And it seems like he's kind of missing his son at some point and reaching out for family and comfort just like anyone else. But that's everyone else is just like Lord Vader. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yep. You know. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting. No, just say like the, for the clown, right? Like, well, is the clown crying for validation or does the clown know what that pain feels like? And therefore by putting on this front, like I'm going to put on this, so I'm going to give something to you so you don't experience that. Mm -hmm. Is that the, the, the bubble or the shield that you're trying to create for other people? Right? Mm -hmm. I think it could be very well. Robin Williams comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Me. I mean, yeah. I, you know, it's just I, my I, own. I don't know if you heard the deep breath I took to get ready to speak, but I didn't want to interrupt Joe. <laughs> I was going yeah. to say that exact thing. That the Robin funny. Williams. Robin, Robin Williams comes yeah. to mind. Because everybody was just like, yeah, he's the one that cheers us up. You go watch a Robin Williams movie to get happier. I mean, there, there was a few of them that weren't like super happy, but most of them were just hilarious. And the guy could just come up with anything within seconds of being in a room and have mm -hmm. everybody rolling and had the darkest demons, you know, and... I mean, could it possibly be true for everyone at this table too that like you kind of put on a front for most people what, what you're actually thinking underneath is a little bit different, right? Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd say that's fair. John actually kind of turned me on to this concept of the three faces. I, I think, you know, you, you can kind of explain it better than I can. Of the three faces. Where it's like the one people see, right? You were talking about there's like, there's the people see, mm -hmm. you know, who people think you are who you think you are and who you really and who are. who you really are, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I think uh, we're always trying to figure out what that is. It's like, do you know who you are? I mean, it's a weird question because people think, oh, yeah, of course I know who I am. I'm with me 24 hours a day. 
Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like the whole you know tree falling in the forest situation. It's like, well, to someone else, you could you are Darth Vader possibly in their story. Mm-hmm. Yep. And despite in your story, you think you're Luke Skywalker. You right. Know, and to someone else's story, you're just an NPC. You're not even canon. <laughs> you're not even canon. <laughs> you're not even canon. <laughs> well, and like, yeah. So that let's should be like a diss. This should be. What are, what I are want the, a what are the chances? <laughs> maybe at some point, and, and maybe there was a few bad days in, in Vader's life where he thought he was the bad guy, right? But ultimately, ultimately, he he came to where he was at because he wanted to save the the woman he loved. But I would say, if you have the awareness to question, am I the bad guy? Am I doing the you're right the thing? You're not the bad guy. <laughs> well, and, but because I when mean, you're so convinced and so convicted in that what I'm doing is the right thing to do, then you've shut out the ability to question and see all other perspectives yeah. other than what your focus is. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point, that's a that's a very dangerous road. And I don't walk. think he was completely shut out, though. Maybe I have a different opinion, but like the, his last moments, like. It seemed like there was some some light there, right? So, so what I think is, we essentially saw a a progression of Anakin, and there was a point before he fought Obi Wan for the final time, you know, uh, before he turned into Darth Vader, that he was dealing with absolutes. This is the only path, and then once the consequences of his actions transpired, I think even in that moment, I mean, either before, during, or after putting on the suit and him becoming conscious of what his existence now represents. I don't think he was ever the the bad guy or took a single moment to enjoy who he became. Right. You know, and I think his whole time was spent questioning and any action from there on was just anger. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you're in pain, you want other people to be in pain. Mm-hmm. So it's an easy response. You and, know? and, you know, there, he had so much uh, resentment and yeah, he questioned everybody. I'm this powerful thing and they don't see it and they don't, they think I'm this immature. And then once know. he had it, it's like, what did he really, again, kind of, it's like, what did he really have? We didn't have anything. Yeah. I mean, as far as, any, you know, depending, I, everybody has a different, you know, whatever their needs and values are. But I'd say for most people, like what he had, again, it's like the outside looking. It's like you think, oh, that'd be so cool to be Vader. It's like, no. <laughs> lost mm-hmm. your love of your life. Lost your kids. Yeah. Lost your sense of self. Lost your legs, your arms. You can't even, you're literally in pain all day and you can't even breathe without this suit. Yeah. It's like, that's no, that's not winning. And it goes back to like winning versus success, you know, or whatever. That's not success. Maybe he won. Yeah, look, the galaxy's yours. You won. You mm-hmm. think he feels successful? Mm-hmm. Nah. No, he lost everything. I don't know. It's just interesting. Yeah. On what you said too. Oh, sorry. Sorry about you, that. You, you muted me because I got sorry. water. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say, you know, to go back to what you had said, she's like, it, there's probably like for me, like a lot of people that know me, I'm doing air quotes. I forget we can't be seen, right? Yeah. They know me. And then there's a lot of people that know what I am willing to give of myself, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. But I would say very, very, very few and maybe only one person that actually like knows, knows me and then can even see beyond what I give them of who I am and can see beyond that and be like, yeah, but like I know at the core that, do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. the numbers get smaller as you go down. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you find, do you find that that becomes lonely? Because, um, not only because I found that if, if you do that too much, like you are successful, you get you get to have your fortress of solitude or your fortress of privacy. But I've found in my own life that I've done a lot of that work. And I noticed that now I'm like, I'm searching for others to like, I, I, will, I will like, I'm uploading videos. I'm uploading like very pared down videos of just me singing and playing. And I'm looking for people to say, here's what I'm seeing in you. 
because I really need that information. Because when, when I get enough people to say, hey, you know when your voice does this or when it's you're doing that, man, you sound so natural and good. Because I, I, I really don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I, I can do a lot of things. I can offer a lot of personalities and flavors to people. But as far when, if someone asks me, like, well, what flavor are you when no one's looking? Mm-hmm. My answer is, well, sh- I'm not sure. Can you help me find that person? Because I... So uh, to answer your question, mm-hmm. I, and, and I can only answer for where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. which is a great thing because I'll tie it back into what you said about the backhanded compliment. Oh, about, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. A while ago, I probably would have been right on the same page with you, but right now I'd be like, well, who cares about who I was three years ago? That's not who I am right now. Yeah. And we're actively talking like you're complimenting me on this phase of my evolution right now. Right. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but it is hard. We're all human. Of course I'd be like, well, if you didn't like me three years ago, screw you. Like, right. Yeah. But, but I would say for where I'm at right now, it's not lonely. I saw this quote one time and it was the silliest thing ever. It's like, sometimes, you know, rather than all these people telling you not, it's not that bad. You need the one person to walk beside you and be like that, that monster or whatever that thing was, it really was that bad. Mm -hmm. Like, wasn't it awful? And I would say knowing that there's that, even if it's one, right, Mm -hmm. is better than the 50, the hundred, the thousands of of people that like think they get it, but they don't, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Because you're, um, you're more comfortable with who you are and having that acknowledgement of that one other or two other people is enough at this right. point. And, and I'm trying to get there. You know, somebody told me one time that everything that you need comes from within and it's mm. taken me and I still don't mm. understand it all the way. Like it was a very long and it's still a very long thing where it's like, well, what does this mean? Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and uh, it's, a, it's a hard thing to contemplate and, and to get you soon. It's like, well, you know, uh, because of course, like... You know, it's easy to look at that and be like, no, like we need other people. We need people to do this for us. And that's how I took it at first. Yeah. But um, I I would say, yeah, it's probably more lonely to feel like you're in a room of people and that you're the only one that gets it the way that you get it for whatever that is Mm, versus mm -hmm. having the one other person that you've had those deep conversations with. It's like, nope, like this person gets it. Or at least I, I feel that they get it on a level that, you know, makes it feel... Yeah, like someone that can understand the Star Wars movies to the depth that we, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, else. yes, thank you for bringing it back, yes. Well, yes. I was going to say, our Star Wars lightsaber um, Marvel talk has taken a, it's taken a turn. It just had to, you I don't know, know what would, though. That's just how, this is like, it's almost the hopes of the combo is like, we're talking about Star Wars, but where was this, where's it really going to go? And, and it's, you don't really know, which is part of the fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I mean, Fist just writing. for funny, I would volley, like how many people do you feel get you and when i mean by get you i don't mean like understand you but like how many people do you feel that you could be like hey this is really 100 percent like unfiltered how i feel about topic a right and so that, it's, that, that we, they might you, not agree with it or they might do it but they would be like but i get that that's you so Brian, you and i and kind I, of had this conversation like right. I, I have a real problem with that because I try to present like who I am all the time. I really, but, but I, I realize that no matter how hard I try, I still have the faces, right? And we've well, actually we noticed through, through the podcast, my personality's changed from the first few till, till now. And the difference is, is um, before it was filtered through a nonprofit Christian organization that I had to make sure I was trying to be upstanding. And, mm-hmm. and now I don't have to have that filter. Um, and so there was the, there was definitely a filter there, which I really th- felt was like the honest, true me. But apparently, I make a lot more 
um, sexual innuendos now that um, <laughs> <laughs> now that I don't have a, a nonprofit that I work for. Um, and, and so, but I, I have a problem because um, when I when I'm honest, nobody ever expects honesty, even though they say I believe you, right? Right. And so, like, I'm this real person that, that tries to be accepting of other people. And, you know, I'm not trying to, like, get to the root of who I am. But I don't know. Everybody thinks it's a face, you know. And who who are you at home? And I'm like, well, I'm just a real person that tries to be accepting of people, you know. Mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it's tough when, when it's that way. And so I, I, it's hard for me to relate if you're aware of who you change into to you know, to maybe um, do a show at a bar, you're, you mm-hmm. you might not be the Joe that's here right now, right? right? right. Um, well, I I would be, and I'm not saying that as like a, a different way, mm-hmm. but it's hard then for Joe, knowing that you change and you're honest. You're so you are you are Joe at the bar, and you're Joe right here. Yeah, you're honest in both cases mm-hmm. because they're both real Joe. Uh huh. But for me, that's one person, you know, and so it's, it's just, it's, it's this weird thing. It's this weird thing. No, it's we interesting because, yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to speak over no, you. No, go ahead. But it's like, it, it's that same thing. It's like a perfect example. I went and had lunch with Jonathan one day, right? One of the other Mr. Sisters. Uh-huh. And then like, uh, like while after that, like we had a show thing and, and, and Jonathan was Virgo, right? And I'm like, God, I missed you. <laughs> and anybody else would be like, well, you just saw that person. And it's like, I did, but I didn't. Right. I saw... The, and that's you, but this is also you. Right. And, and I think right. he would tell you better than anybody when he first met me. And then he, he met the character that is, you know, Lexi and does this. Like, they're two very different like personalities. personalities and, 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 and have and their to catch own. Anybody up that didn't listen to the episodes that had John on it, John, <laughs> John um, also has another personality. Of Lexi, yeah, just a non-medicated one. It's a yeah, non, non-medicated. <laughs> and, uh, I'm like, well, maybe it needs to be. Yeah, <laughs> and we talked um, in depth in whatever episodes they were. There were two back to back, but you can look for John Harris as the the title, and then John Harris Part Do, yeah. Part Do X, yeah, and uh, you can get the full story there. We're not going to give get all of it. Yeah, no, right no, no, now. no. But um, you go ahead because I think I have an idea. Yeah, and you're, well, yeah. it's just funny to hear you guys talk about that, where it's like it's the same Joe doing different things, right? And it's like we kind of always describe it as like wearing different hats mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's like, well, it's still, there. it's the struggle of like, am I not authentic if I'm maybe slightly different or a different level? It's like almost like a dial of who you are. It's like, I'm going to be, I'm over here on this left side or this yeah. right side. I'm a right, little more right, right, right. quiet today or I'm a little more outspoken today or I'm a little more playful today. And those are just basic personality traits. But then you get into like, professional things where it's like, okay, if you know me from the school and all you've ever seen me do is X, Y, Z, well then your vision kind of back to like, how do you figure out who you are? Mm -hmm. It's like someone else's vision of whatever I represent is only going to be that one hat that they got to see. Right. Or if you only ever saw me working security at the alumni, you're going to be like, Oh, that guy never talks. (laughs) You know, he's moving around like he's angry or something. Uh Or, or like me, my only interaction with you, prior was uh open mic night oh yeah yeah. right like so that was my i I just saw you in um a a t-shirt maybe yeah only a (laughs) t-shirt like what kind of open mic was this (laughs) i remember white it could have it could have been a white beater it could have been a t-shirt something like that i saw tattoos i i saw um uh I don't know the right way to say it because I don't want to. I'm not trying to be insulting. No, I actually vi- I'm vigorous, very aware of what you mean. Like so vigorous, I'm, it's not a bad thing. Vigorous singing, 
not in a, not, not I get in a bad way. I get what you're yeah. saying, yeah. yeah. And so my, my How then to find that? out that you like run a dojo, I'm like, really? Those are the same people, huh? You know, yeah, like, sure. and, and so they're different. And so I want to, I want to caveat right now into, um, I, for years I looked down on people that I used to say it was pretending, right? That they're this person in this place, this person in this place. And I, and I, so I fought hard against wanting to be a different person for different people. It's absolutely necessary and is not something to look down on. Um, you though, as, as the person that's going to be, I, I like your, your knob, you were doing a, like mm-hmm. a volume knob, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because they're all, they're all, maybe we'll take the song that Joe and I wrote, right? It's all the same song. We're just going to have a, a little lower volume, a little higher volume. And based on your audience, based on how high the mic is turned up, you know, whatever, like you're going to, you're going to lower and, and greaten that based on your audience. And that's absolutely important. If you've ever been somewhere that had the volume turned up too loud, like you didn't want to be there. But then if you ever went somewhere that had the volume down too low, you're like, what is even going on here? Yeah. Can you we turn it have up? that volume just right? Sure. And it depends on what the audience is like, what size of room you're in, who you're surrounded with. And so it is important. And then I'm realizing with myself, no matter how much I fought to not be two people, the podcast has made it completely obvious that I absolutely had a filter, even though I've tried so hard not to have one. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's like yeah. a magnifying glass. Like all those parts are him. All those parts are you. It's you. But it's just like, you know, it's, it's the amplification. It's the same thing with a magnifying glass. Certain circumstances require certain parts to be amplified for for that to go the way that it needs to and or at least that's how i would and it's and it's more than probably anybody at the table like your life is like the the perfect example of that because like you literally have this whole nother person that that you live out and if if you weren't aware of that and and conscious of like i'm going to be this person here and this person here like that'd be that'd be weird you know, and it'd be really difficult at home <laughs> if you weren't aware of how different you were elsewhere. Yeah, and, and the know. further that had gone on, uh, just uh, through, and I think we might have said this during the one podcast is like, you know, I had always said like I kind of or crafted that other personality to be the person that I felt like everybody always needed, mm. like that person that supported you no matter what. And it's like, and then oh, as man. time went on, I really realized that I created that person because that's what I needed. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. I needed to be that version of myself because it was easier to be that with that armor of being somebody else mm-hmm. than to give that vulnerability of who I am to random people. Right. Is that? Yep. Yep. That, oh yeah. That, that makes sense. Absolutely. And I think, you know, um, then these two over here perform live as well. Mm-hmm. They, um, but in those scenarios, you're trying to be... I mean, they're like, eh, because they don't have sequins and heels. But no, hey, no, <laughs> <I'm just laughs> they're probably... Oh, no, wait. He has a, a rhinestone skull belt oh, like, yeah. th- that's a skull, so I, I take mm, that back. Yeah. 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 But they're probably more comfortable yeah. while they're performing. <laughs> I would, I would venture. Possibly, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I think I like the I like the knob thing because I feel like it's a volume. You know what I mean? Like if I'm Joe set at five, when you come to my show, I'm like five and a half you know what i mean and preston's at five but you go to his show he's like eight and a half you know what i mean like kind of like the volume's up a little bit because that's where it needs to be go to one of john or lexi's show and that thing's on 10 <laughs> you're gonna be like what has happened i so wasn't prepared too, because we just look at it like 
Is it's all perspective, right? And so it's like, in in your mind, when you see Preston at the show, the, the volume level is dialed up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me, just having this friend, I'm like, when when I see Preston at the show, I'm like, well, no, that's that's Preston. Like that's the dial's like at the medial point right now. But when we're at the other places, it's like it's a little more controlled. That dial. I know you're so right. Down, like right? when he's on stage, yeah. it's like just if, if you give him like, if you meet Preston at a bar. Get him a shot and an energy drink. <laughs> he will be stage he pressed in in, Jameson. in minutes. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. a, just like I'm friendly. I want people to know that I'm here and smiling. Let's have a good time. Yeah, totally. that's why we go to your shows, man. No, thank you. Yeah, Appreciate that. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the only oh, go ahead. And, I like yeah. seeing you because you actually sound good. <laughs> 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 that's not a knock on myself. It's just you know I've actually it's just kind of funny you know little little Pat seriously I I mean. Musically, when I first met you, I mean, I was as green. And I'm, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm, you know, uh, I, I still have a long ways to go for myself. But mm-hmm. when I met you, I mean, it was like the first time you—you you probably saw me on stage for the first time I've ever been on stage. Awesome, you know, which is kind of cool thinking now, you yeah. know, eleven years later, oh, you yeah, know, bro. back in the Machinery Road days, and it's like I—I I always was inspired by you, you know, and I always thought you sounded good, and I'm not just saying that. Like, There's I mean, a present whatever, for you, not right there. Anything, but thanks, bro. Yeah, so, so for the that. back, and and I will say this too: we 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 call it the blue dot syndrome. Mm-hmm. We tend to focus on, and, and we should to some degree, I, I, I'd say, and critique ourselves. Or the one time we get the back, or we get some back, oh, it's, a, it's like you forget the hundreds of times where like the people that you didn't even think you were impressed and were like, dude, that was so good. Oh my, and you know it's genuine. And yeah, we forget yeah. that because it's, it's like jujitsu. Mm-hmm. You might like submit a thousand people, right? Yeah, and you're like, yeah, whatever. I one guy this. gets you, and you're like, you know, you're taking a cold shower. You're looking, am I okay? You know, <laughs> yep. I mean, you have to fight that. You don't want to be that guy, but that's the ego, right? Right, right. Where it's like you kind of forget, you know, we all are in the same boat, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. I, I deal with the same issues, you know. It's like, I'll do it, you know, I'll feel like, oh, you know, what did, you know, you sound a lot better than you did last show. Mm-hmm. Like what do, you, what do you mean? Is like, that yeah, well, I thank mean, you? Yeah, but it's like it's 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 like you know it's hard to not go. You can't. It's hard to just take it at face value and be like you know oh like thanks you know I guess I guess we sounded better tonight. Good. I guess I was ripping it or whatever. Yep, Versus like yep. well what, what was wrong with last show? What do you what, what do you mean exactly? And then it becomes <laughs> yeah. about that. And it's like well what about the twenty people that just rocked out? And, and this is like you learned. It's like the twenty people that didn't even say anything that said who knows what when you weren't there. Mm-hmm. You might have had thirty people go that guy was like he was like Mick Jagger mixed with like Michael Jackson mixed with you know God he was just amazing but you never hear that compliment because right. no one's going to say that around you they'll say it sometimes you know? they'll say it to my face and I won't let it get to my heart yeah I'm like then, thanks but but you let the it's easier <laughs> to let the it's easier so, to let so the that's other it. side but in, if though, they if they know. said hey something was off with your sound you take that in yeah. it goes I, so I would hard too. I open up yep. my heart you just open it up you <laughs> let it in it lives with you you dream about it but if someone's like you Somebody just recently I, I heard said that they uh, you inspired them. Yeah, that, that ain't sticking with you. You probably already forgot. He's like, who said that? Yeah, <laughs> I, I will say to, to just in, in your defense because I, I don't want to I don't want to feel like an attack on your ego because we're always we're all dealing with the same stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But what I would say is it's it's easy to you know get a little more sensitive about like your voice and scene because it's a little more personal like hey your guitar sounded off tonight okay well i'll just turn that like does that sound a little okay there it is you yeah, know yeah. versus like this is like who i am like seeing is a little more intimate mm-hmm. and so i think it's it's harder for us to take the criticism maybe 
you know, in the same way as something else where it's like, it's, it's like someone's like, Hey, your haircut. It's like, yeah, whatever, you know, like, yeah. I don't care. It's like, Hey, that song didn't sound very good. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't know what <laughs> it is. That's like party, right? It's a little more yeah. personal. I don't know. It's like just, I'm, I'm always on guard to be over complimented. Like that's going to ruin me. You right. know what I mean? And like, you know Oh what? no, I can't. I actually that. think that, again, I still believe you're onto it because what I would say is that the only thing worse then people like looking out for your doom is people that would never make you aware of it coming and just go, yep, it's great, Joe. Yeah. Sounds good, buddy. Yep, Keep it good up. Good job. You're the best ever You're when it's best, like, man. Santa kind of like, sour. It's like the only thing worse than the person just after your downfall is that. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you're doing awesome, Joe. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's way Gosh. worse. So mm-hmm. and, and and so again, it's like it's easier to just be in that mindset of like, well, I'm just going to take any compliment as like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And I would, I would again, I'd mm-hmm. agree with you that that's smarter. And and again, it's all kind of weird. I don't want to talk out two sides of my mouth, but it's like you do have to take the criticism more serious, and that should be the focus. Because how are you going to improve? It's mm-hmm. like we all can sit here and think of, I bet five things in our life that we've heard that we definitely did not want to hear, mm-hmm. but we will never forget. It changed us forever, and we are glad we heard it. In, in whatever weird way that might mean for you. But it's like the things we don't want to hear are the things we need to hear. And it yeah. comes back to like the, 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 the pleasure comes from the pain. It's like, how did Michael, you know, just use Michael Jordan example. Like, how yeah. did he really get better? If everybody's like, oh, dude, you're the best. It's like, no, you thought you were pretty good. You played some ball. Mm-hmm. Then you went and tried out and you got cut. Mm, maybe you're not as good as you thought you were. And it's oh, what you yeah. do. With Michael Jordan got cut. That's got right. Cut, That's right? right. And so it's like what you do with the criticism. How does it fuel you to do better? The, the, mm-hmm. The ball kids that just came out, um, well, not just came oh, out, sure. but recently. It's, yeah. Oh, they've only been told they're good. Sure. Their, their whole life. Uh, mm-hmm. LaMelo La Ball, right? Sure. And gets signed to his dad. There was a huge thing because his dad's like, no, only these teams and only for this much money and only for this. And sure. then he comes out and it, like you can tell you haven't been through any pain in your entire life, yeah. bro. Like. Here's the thing that da- I will say this about the, and I don't know too, I'm not too much about him, but enough. I'm, I'm a pretty big basketball fan, and uh, I will say this: like the dad's a genius. He's lined oh, up yeah. a whole dynasty of things, and like having that type of standard, it's like it's like knowing your customer. Back to that, it's like mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to charge a thousand dollars for a t-shirt, which some people do, it's like they still sell t-shirts for a thousand dollars because they know their audience. They know that some right. So it's the same thing. So this guy had this all set, but the problem isn't what you're talking about is the train wreck that's going to ensue. Right. Because mm-hmm. if you haven't dealt with adversity. It's like being a child star. Like eventually things are going to catch up with you and you've been stunted by your lack of having any adversity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? It's, it's kind of like the winds make strong trees type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, I, and I want to make one more one, one addition to what you said. You got to take in the criticism only if you're aware of who you're getting it from. Yes. Because like you really should be criticized by your friends. Like that should be who it comes from because then you know that's coming from a place of of respect and love and whatever. And so even Joe, Joe said some hard things to me, probably awkward for him to say. Maybe maybe it took him a little while to you know get up the nerve to say it, and mm-hmm. you know then says it to me. And you know there's one or two ways I can take that from him. Now if those same things somebody that I barely knew said to me, well I'm gonna I'm gonna weigh them with a grain of salt, you sure. know, but. <laughs> But the weight's going to come in better when it comes from a friend. And so I would say, yeah, taking the criticism, that's but not just from the random bar. Sure. That's I, you know, kind of so half drunk telling you, oh, you sounded great tonight or you sounded right. horrible. Bruce yeah. Lee quote, search for truth in all things, right? And I think our yeah. intuition will, a lot of times will guide us in what's a genuine, you know, statement versus like, you know, and, and, and it's not always easy to tell. 
Yeah. But, you know, it's like number one for me. And again, this is probably something you struggle too, because I know we, we both have a lot of music friends. Like mm-hmm. the, the compliment I'm the least concerned about compliment wise is from another musician. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounded great. And, and, and as someone who does have a lot of music, musical friends and I want to compliment because it's coming from a real place of love. Yeah. I don't blame them if they're like, yeah, sure. I sounded good. huh? Mm-hmm. And they're questioning if I'm just like, are you just saying that so that I like, like yep. Like almost yeah. like uh, I don't want to, maybe this is about, it's like when you have a toddler and they're like stumbling to walk and they fall down and like, well, it's good. And like, you want to, yep, that's great. Yeah. You know, you're doing good. And that's like real encouragement. You're really yeah, trying to help them. walking sucks. Yeah. And then they're, 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 you're like, Have hey, you seen them trying yeah, to you're walk? like, man, your walking is terrible. Right. But it's like, <laughs> yeah. if you just were like, nope, your walking's great. Like you're impairing their ability to walk better by just going, yep, it's all good. It's like, nope, do it again. You got to do a little better this time. Don't fall down one foot. Nope. You got to put your hands out, right? You got to, you got to say, no, you're not, you can do these things a little bit better. And it's coming from a place because you want to see them. Like I talk about this a lot, actually, like kind of real love versus fake love. It's mm-hmm. like if you really and, and what's what you what's for you and what's for someone else. It's like if you really love someone, that means there's going to be a lot of pain involved and a lot of uncomfortableness and a lot of like saying things that might hurt, but you have to say and get off your chest or they maybe don't want to hear or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But like that's the only way you can get real growth. If you just always like, yep, everything's great. It's like no, you're just building resentment and 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 or you're not really helping that person get better. It's like no, it's great. Versus like you know what he's really looking for that and it's not. You're not looking for validation. You're looking for genuine criticism to help you improve as an artist, which is awesome. Yeah. Because you want to capture that almost lightning in a bottle that happens sometimes when you perform. It's like, wow, that did sound good. Like a lot of people seem to like the way that sounded, but I didn't really hear much about this. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, why was that? Was it me? Was it the song? Was it this? Was it that? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and getting to the bottom of that, I think, smart. But it's it's easy to get too self-involved and go, what, how much of it is just me? Or if I, if I was really good, could I just do anything and it would just be like, wow. Yeah. You know, Picasso scribbled on a napkin. It's a million bucks. It's just, it's just that good. You yeah. know, we all want to have that, you know? Yeah. I have to go. I, I take musicians aside when they give me like musicians, like I, I call them my contemporaries. Like we're all at the same level or whatever. Yeah. And I will take them aside and say, no, thank you for that compliment. I appreciate you. But now tell me what you really think. Cause that's what I want to hear. You know, like, cause yeah. I get that too. Like, I've running an open mic for a while. I would give people what I thought was the most heartfelt, you know, advice that they would even ask for. Maybe sometimes, <laughs> maybe I give it to them without asking. Like but that sound. I, I just want them to get better. And like, here's my advice. Here's what I would do. But man, when they don't want that, like you get burned, man. They're like, Hey, who the hell do you think you are? Psh, you don't know about music. And so man, as another musician, yeah, I will, I will, try to only give compliments unless that person does the same for me and says, well, what'd you really think? And I go, are you serious? Mm. Cause this part was a little flat. Um, I'd use compression here and if it were me, blah, blah, blah. But what are your goals? Cause I mean, that's just what I saw. Who cares what I think? I'm not well, a rocker or a rapper or whatever. This is my thing. That's think, but thanks for asking for my opinion. We, <laughs> we, cool. we ran into this where somebody wanted to come on the podcast. Then we watched them. Perform. perform we'll say perform <laughs> and then we did not think that they should be on the podcast and joe's like we probably need to let this person know and i'm like listen man like we're not in this that part of this person's life like i don't feel like i'm at a place where they should respect what i think yeah you know and that that's kind of that's kind of where i went but man did we really want to tell them like here's what we saw at the show that was specifically like yikes bro out of a place of like man i really want you to do good you know but we just i mean who are we that's what we were yeah. thinking yeah, like we're, we're not saying, experts on this particular performance so it's sure. not music well i appreciate you having me back on anyway <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> no. I, yeah, no. we had a lot of courage about that. <laughs> nope <laughs>
Nope, nope, no, it wasn't that. But I, I did just manage to tell him without telling him. I was just like, hey, man, we saw your show. Realize it's not going to be a good fit. And it was hard because I've had to, you know, man, you got it. When you're trying to tell someone that, it's like you tell them just enough to, and, and, I, and I'll, I'll answer any follow-up questions if you want to know why or whatever. But if they don't ask, I'm like, oh, good. I'm glad I didn't tell you because you didn't ask. You know, that's what I've been noticing with like trying to give somebody like an honest, like, hey, man, I can't offer you this opportunity, you know, and I've been stopping myself nowadays from like giving them a reason because at a certain point that maybe they don't want to hear it and, and whatever it is that I'm going to say, they might disagree with, they might think I'm an idiot. And then I've just given them something, a bone to chew on for a while when I could just say, Hey, it's not, not the right fit. I think a lot of times people confuse wanting honesty with wanting validation. Mm, right? Yeah. It's like the and same then it's word. Like, well, I want you to be honest but I want it to be palatable <laughs> in right? a very and, positive way. And sometimes it's not. <laughs> and then it's like, it's like, you know, he brings up a really great point. And it's a conversation we have a lot about like what's real love versus fake love. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like a lot of times like real love at the time does not feel like love. Right. It can be like, Oh my God. Like, but it's only later when you've accomplished whatever it was you were trying to accomplish or get that you look back and you're like, they did do the right thing. They didn't hold me back. And, and by saying this, it pushed me to go further and, and do this or to have this understanding of this or, or get to a different perspective where I could look back on myself and be like, yeah, like what I, you know, what I thought it was doing wasn't what I was doing. And I was, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like being a teenager. You're like, oh, this sucks. My mom's always calling me when I leave. She's always checking on me. God, she's so annoying. Like I hate her. She's the worst. Right. And it's like. You grow up, you go, oh, no, wait, my mom cared. She <laughs> was trying to make sure I didn't get, like, kidnapped or end up with yep. bad people or make bad decisions because they wanted to see me turn out. Wow, my mom's amazing. I, I sure love her. Like, yeah. But when you're mm -hmm. the mom in those moments, oh, yeah. how fun is that? It's not fun. You're not having any fun. And you certainly don't feel appreciated or loved. And you know, just for one example, right? Yeah. But it's like, yeah. and, but w if you really love your kid, you're going you're gonna to go through the pain of them hating you for the greater good mm -hmm. right and it's right. back to that whole thing of like mm -hmm. you don't never luke never got any accolades really i mean they got like the one little medal or whatever but it's like he didn't yeah. really he didn't do it for the accolades he did it because you, at the end of the day you do good and you do the best you can for the sake of it and that's it mm -hmm. it's not about what you're going to get and you might not ever get recognized it's like as long as you know you did the best you could and, and for for what it was then you should be able to sleep well that night you know and mm -hmm. Like that's, and that's the hard part though, is people don't want that. You want your kid to love you. And just to use this example, right? It's like, no, it's way easier to just be like, yeah, call me tomorrow. <laughs> so you're like, man, my mom's so cool. Yeah. Uh -huh. Right. And next thing you know, like, and you know, you, you, you guys have all had friends that have probably, you know, you've lost it, whether it be car accidents or alcohol or whatever different things people get into in those times where they're not being supervised. And if they just would have had someone that really loved him versus, well, this was easier and you seem to like me because I, I made this easy for you. Mm -hmm. Now well, what? You we, have, we all had the know. friends in high school. The parents let them drink at the house. Exactly. You know, and mm -hmm. How are those friends yeah, typically? Yeah. How, I mean, how do they, how do they typically end it. up in this alcoholics right. you know, or, or something along those sure. lines? It's not the same for everybody. Um, I, I, I do uh, premarital counseling when I'm going to do a wedding with somebody. And that's one of the topics we talk about is like, if uh, parenting gets easy, you're probably doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like if, oh, it, like if it's that. easy, you're probably doing something wrong. You I need like to figure one. out because it's got to be hard for the parent. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not saying make everything difficult for your child. I'm no. saying like I, as I, a parent, <laughs> you're going to say a lot of things that are hard to say because you just want to 
worldly love them, right? You want to like give them all the cookies and brownies and let them be on their iPad the whole time and go out with friends whenever they want and mm-hmm. not give you any notice when a, they need a dress or school. But it's like, no, you have to hold them accountable. You have to teach them what respect is, what communication is, what being a leader is or an example and you know being true to yourself. You, you have to teach them all these things. Right. You're not teaching them anything if you're, if, if parenting's easy. Well, I think it, it's the difference between like, if, do you want to raise a kid or do you want to raise an adult? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that's a really big thing to ask yourself as a parent. And like, again, it's hard and we're no, there's no such thing as a perfect parent. We all know that if you're a parent, you know that, yeah. you know that yeah. like, mm-hmm. like you, the only people that judge parents typically like on a, I'm not talking about like really bad monster parents that are like you know hurting their kids. I'm just talking about in general, the only people really like judging other parents aren't parents. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause because other than that, them, it's just like, I hope no, you're, you're getting like, through hey, the day, brother. I'm not judging you. Here's maybe what helped me or I can see this cause I have a little better perspective from the outside, yeah. but Hey, I don't judge anyone with, with, with kids. You know, it, it's, it's probably the hardest thing mm-hmm. is, is making a, a little person that you're responsible for into like a decent human. Like that's yeah. just like an, an unbelievably insurmountable task. Yeah. So. Say with all those things too, it's like people listen and they hear what they hear, but they don't actually hear what's being said. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a, and, and then I'm going to reel this back because on the parenting thing, you told me a great quote or something that you'd seen somewhere that I thought was awesome, but it's like, you know, put on your seatbelt. Oh, mom's being strong. Let's move. But what does really put on your seatbelt mean? I love you. I don't want you to get hurt. <laughs> yep. Put on your seatbelt, right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, Preston told me, do you remember about the realized growing up about my parents quote that, that I'll let you say it. Cause like when you it, like, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? I'm trying to clue you without saying it. Cause I don't, it was about you, my mic. <laughs> about uh, yeah, yeah yeah so you know that, that's <laughs> that was good the, the music wins again yeah man um, <laughs> no but it's just you, you know when you're a kid you you know you 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 tend to view your parents as like they're the know-all be-all they've lived it they're the adults because when you're a kid you you literally believe there's a difference like one day that you're gonna like click over this magic adult land yeah right? oh yeah so it's like oh my you're not gonna give your parents an inch of slack right they give you miles <laughs> yeah but boy you're you don't give your mom or dad an inch and you don't because you don't realize that like they're growing up too you're watching your parents grow up too Mm-hmm. or whoever's watching you, right? And right. it's like, they're going to make mistakes, and they're fallible, and they, they just got out of being a kid. Really, Like, when do people typically have kids? Like, 20s, 30s? Mm-hmm. Are you really 19. that far removed? You know, you're, 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 you know, yeah, I was 19, too. 19. It's, like, it's like, you know, yeah. typically somewhere, you know, and people have kids at different ages, that's fine, but typically, 20s, 30s, how, how long ago were you like, Mom, I need lunch money. And now it's like, here's this other human, figure it out. Yeah, turn like, turn it into you. No, not me. Not me, better. And then <laughs> yeah. they're like, mom, you're just, you're, you know, I'll be just like you. It's like, well, I want you to be better. And now you might hate me for it growing up. Uh, well, I remember because, turning, you know, I remember turning, you know, somewhere in my 30s, 32, 33. And I'm like, I remember my parents at this age. Mm-hmm. I thought they knew everything. Oh yeah. I can't let my kids know how little I know right now. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not the case. I'm, I'm 39 right now and I'm still growing up. Like yeah. uh, like it's I mean, I this room. Do I really have to? <laughs> well, yeah. And so that's actually what I was going to say is we're we're at 2:13 right now. 2 hours 13 minutes. We appreciate everyone listening and all of your time. We're going to end this on a uh, absolutely happy note though cuz we haven't talked <laughs> Nerf guns at all. <laughs> no, we haven't. And this Nerf guns are not going to go to some deep theological, yeah, it's like arrows coming out of a quiver and well, they're your really children doing. going into the world. <laughs> no. 
tell me about the Nerf guns. Let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know, I've always I've always liked Nerf guns. I've you know, to be honest, the one thing about me that's been most consistent in my life, as far as like we, kind of the hats and personality thing, is I've always liked combat. I mean, from the time I was very little, even when I was a very quiet, passive kid, I loved swords and guns and different things. So, loved Nerf forever. Got really into airsoft and, and paintball type stuff a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But I realized, you know, again, I'm I have a different mindset I think than most people uh, when it comes to that type of stuff because I'm always looking for like an opportunity in a business or a, how do I make this grow? Like it's just it, you know, it's just my nature, right? Um, so I realized that people like the idea of like simulating shooting stuff and the fact that it hurts a little bit, a lot of people like that, but a lot of people are very intimidated by it. And it's hard to get like a lot of people that are like willing to like be in pain and be cold and wait for a long time to, for very little. And so all of a sudden you're, you're playing with like very few people and it's hard to set up a game. Okay. During that time, the same, the same airsoft place had nerf parties and they were basically what kept the whole thing going. Mm. Okay. And then I realized while kind of, you know, helping out and running the nerf parties that everyone likes nerf, everybody from three to fifth, seven, eight, 90, doesn't matter. Everyone likes nerf. And so it's like, okay, well I want to battle all the time. I don't want to just make this a weekend for two hour thing that you only can get a few people Mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. i want to do something where we can do it indoors outdoors you could i could have little kids big kids adults men women everyone and everyone's going to want to play and have fun and it's and uh my girlfriend the, the kind of the final the final thing for me uh, as of getting in this far in nerf was my girlfriend has a four-year-old and he watches this show called nerf ops and it's basically like a first person shooter video of like people playing like a very well um uh, dim, uh, thought out nerf game style thing where it's like almost like acting but it's mm-hmm. it's it's just a whole lot of fun so i'm like oh i love nerf this is great like he, he likes to watch it so like yeah, let's watch this and everybody wins you know that quickly turned into like well, let's just get a nerf gun or two you know from walmart you know five bucks or something you know get a couple of little blasters and then it's like oh it's much like star wars you get deeper down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. like, oh wait there's mods oh you're telling me there's like Nerf guns that shoot, you know, two, three hundred feet per second where you play like, oh, well, I have the gun that shoots 70 feet per second. I can play with, you know, a four year old, but I have guns that shoot 200 feet per second on a foam dart that like, you know, we can play. And it's like, ah, kind of hurt, which makes it fun. But no one's actually hurt. Like maybe say paint were like bruised up. Right. You know, and so now it just kind of spiraling like anything. It's like, well, why not just have Nerf parties? And so we actually offer Nerf parties at the school. And so you can do birthday parties here. You can adults, kids, whatever. And we can accommodate up to, you know, 15, 20 people. Hey. And, uh, you know, we have. It looks like more than 15 or 20 people. <laughs> just so you know, based we on the <laughs> wall of Nerf guns behind you, it looks yeah. like about 100 people could come and each one would have a gun. Yeah. Each person is going to have three weapons. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, what kind of battle do you want to have, right? And that's the cool thing is there's different types. So we have like the Nerf rival line. Uh, I saw that. Which is like the, shoots like the balls, right? The little, little uh, squishy balls. And then. You have like the ones that shoot like a longer dart. Mm-hmm. You have ones that shoot a half dart. You have ones that shoot a mega dart. And then you have ones that shoot an XL dart. Oh. And so it's like, well, what kind of game do you want to have? And we can have the same ammo or we don't have to, but then it's, you know, even Stevens. If you have the same ammo, you can pick up people's. Pick up ammo. Yeah, you, you know can, that yeah. your gun's just as powerful. It's not like a, hey, no yeah. fair situation. Yeah. Cause so this this one uh, I'm trying to think nope one above yeah right there the tiny one yeah that tiny one right there that gun is awesome dude so <laughs> it's like the, the cricket youth, in the, uh, it is <laughs> it's, in it's, black it's <laughs> unbelievable because we had forty of those at the 
previous youth group I was at in Glasgow, and I'd never seen him before, and so I, I pulled a little thing at the bottom, and I shoot it at my boss, and he's like, ow! Yeah. And I'm bad. like, what do you mean? It's a Nerf gun. Yeah. And so he takes it and shoots me, and I'm like, oh my Should goodness. Demo? Yeah, so like the, so the funniest thing about this, two things, I'd say, like, I'm probably the most skittish person that Preston knows. I think that's fair to say. And like when we had these and like we were first starting doing stuff, I would come in here and I couldn't like I the lights were on. So I'm like, he's here somewhere. But then and it's like he's hiding. He's just waiting to like shoot me with the he must be up on the, you know, but uh, these uh, Nexus pros that are up here. Ready? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. T- shot test. Oh, yeah, it has a little, felt it. Yeah. little, yeah. little, little, little sting. Yeah, the, uh, oh, they are dark. the Nexus Pros, right? The one on top of the, with the barrels. So, like, Sophia and I came here one day, and like, we're literally at opposite ends of the mat. So it's like what 120 feet, yeah. uh, and like, it clears the distance fine. And the weirdest thing is like, you can hear the dart whistling as it's coming at you. So it's like, oh, it's over here, you know. And it's like they sting. Like I, I was, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so a little bit of a sting, yeah. So we just, yeah, we just kind of, I went off and grabbed one, and just I wanted to show. Just a, an, on, an, an on-air demo of kind of just like, oh, that's a nice little pop. And but, again, but you didn't shoot Joe, so I figured it was only a half a demo. I feel Joe Thank needs goodness. to... I've given Joe enough a, pain in, in his life. He has to listen to me saying, so <laughs> I've <laughs> given him enough hard times. <laughs> you just get me on the way out. Like, ah, what was that? Yeah. Something yeah. jump up Oh, we love me. catching each other. We're not looking. It's, that's why I said he, when I come in and I'm like, is he behind a door? Is he over there? Oh, yeah, oh, everyone there. has Tourette's <laughs> when you get shot with a nerf gun. You don't know it. Yeah. I didn't know I knew all those curse yeah, words. Exactly. <laughs> Yosemite Sam. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah so, so on the note of like anybody from ages, you know, zero to 90. Yeah. Looking for a, a present for my son for Christmas. Right. And go to Target and we're just walking around. We're looking for a lot of presents. Right. For sure. all of our kids. And my son is 19, married, has his own kid. And I find a Fortnite. It's, uh, that's why I knew that you oh, were missing one because I found one for him. And I'm like, this is the perfect gun because, you know, he, he it only holds six rounds, so he can't really bug his wife. But, like, everybody loves Nerf. And my, likes, my wife's like, Nerf. no, no, you're not getting that for him. And so I ended up getting him, like, a Xbox game card, right, so he could use money on Xbox. And I later told him, I was like, I was going to get you a Nerf gun. He's like, oh, dang it. You should have got me the Nerf gun. I'm like, yes, because it's Nerf, and everybody loves Nerf except for my wife, apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that, she just and doesn't like picking up the bullets. Too. Yeah, that's, that's that is one of the downsides. There's, there's a, a little. Of Nerf uh, too. They didn't even design guns until the '90s. It was all like Nerf balls. Like yeah, that was the yeah, the, the ball inside that the, doesn't yeah. break the, stuff. The whistling, like the, the whistling the football vortex. with the fins on it. Yeah, Nerf Vortex still oh. the most uh, uh, popular item of, of all time. But then in, in the '90s, I, I want to say that Mattel um, sold the rights to Nerf to Hasbro, and that's when the very first like you see a lot of the guns. And then you see that they start focusing on the guns more. And that's when that, that was the, the big turn in Nerf's history, really. When they yeah. went from, like, football, well, they still make, but they went from, you know, just sports type of stuff to, like, we're making guns now <laughs> back in the 90s. Yeah, and now there's, like, whole YouTube channels, just like you were saying, that oh, are just, like, solely Nerf gun YouTube channels. Yeah, and, and, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but Preston doesn't half-heartedly do <laughs> anything. Yeah. So I deal in a know, lot of extremes. Yeah. Like, you, you, like you got this. He's already you, watched the entire history on how Nerf came about, like the modifications. You definitely should have picked a different color lightsaber. <laughs> this is not a green lightsaber kind of thing going on. Behind yeah, you. that's that's <laughs> fair. You can see you can okay. see the, the 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 battle within of, right, of the, the internal struggle. Dark, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 For sure. That's funny. <laughs> All right. What else? What else do we need to cover, Joe? Before we. 
Uh, well, if we're going to uh, bring it to a close, let's just uh, send people to wherever um, any new oh, podcast yeah. or websites that you want to sh- shout out or just the address to the, to the, um, hold, hold the school. On. Hold on. There was one thing that we as a show wanted to present to you two because you, not present, we already presented your present. We wanted mm-hmm. to ask, um, we, we need stickers and we need, a, we don't need like, like 30 shirts, but we need a couple shirts. Um, for our podcast, and you guys do own together. This is a together thing, right? Uh, a business printing things like this, oh, yeah. right? a merchandising. Business. Yeah, that is correct. Right, and Here so we go. like we need to come to you guys, and we need some stickers and stuff. So oh, totally. we're going to yeah. start that conversation. Yeah. I think. 100%. So, so, but I, I wanted to say it on air. I, would, I definitely was going to say it off air, but I wanted to say it on air. Now we're held accountable. Like. Yeah, I like gonna, that. I'll hear this again. <laughs> yeah. I'll update the Trello board, and then we'll remind yeah. ourselves. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Okay, awesome. so, so I just now. want to point out too for people that can't see this, I'm like, uh, you are making me so happy today. Like you, he's got like this kind of seventies, eighties style shirt on that says something about coffee. I can't really see it. America's coffee. An America hat with, I'm presuming is like that, like an AK 47. Like a black rifle or something. Uh, M 14. Okay. See, I don't know guns. Okay. There we go. And then, uh, hold it up again. We've got some purple nails. There's a little bit of a pink hue or the thumbs a different color. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 This is tattoos. This is any good dad. Should right. have painted nails. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I was like, it makes me happy. Like you're obviously like, yeah, he's embracing yeah, that contrast. Awesome. Yeah, and, he, so and, and I'd say any dad that's like shaming his kids or like, oh, your boy, you shouldn't paint nails. Like, mm, I don't think that's. Yeah. I, I'd say let kids play. So, let a kid be a kid as long as possible. Yeah. You want to paint your nails? You want to paint dad's nails? Hey, yep, paint it up. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely like a thing against like having your nails painted, and I've had to actually having this on my hand for a week now. People like look. You know, you're putting your card in the machine or something. They're like, oh, I'm going to make a, especially in Montana, I'm going to make yeah. a judgment about sure. what yeah. you do in your bedroom or right. whatever, right? Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm like, oh, I, I hunt, I fish, I can start fires from nothing. Like, I'm a, I'm a manly dude, and it wouldn't matter anyway what I'm doing in my bedroom. I can still be manly and have painted nails. Yeah, exactly. And so there was a guy at church this morning yes. asking me about what hunting trips have you been on? And, I, and so I'm telling him, and then he's like, wait, what's on your nails? And I said, my nails are painted. What's wrong with that? And he's like, ah, ah. He's like, like grunting, like literally <laughs> resorted to grunting at me. Oh, well, and well. I was like, and so then I put my hands on the table and I said, no, this is going to be in between us as we're talking about hunting. Yeah. And I was like, you're, you're going to be forced to, to deal with this right yeah. here because it, it says nothing about me besides yeah. that I love my daughter. A lot of us paint our toes in jiu-jitsu. I mean, we're without our shoes, you know, obviously we train barefoot hmm. and uh, there, I think that's a big part of it. But there's also the part back to what you're saying where it's like, if you really feel okay with who you are, it doesn't matter what someone else's preconceived notion Don't of care. what it Don't is. Care. It doesn't matter. I was actually going to have her um, do another father-daughter activity tonight and have her take it off, but I was going to have her put more on. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. Because I'm, I'm actually enjoying the looks and people kind of like... I'm kind of enjoying it's it. It's fun. Yeah. It is yeah. fun. I was actually then going to even go even further and try to do rainbow colors Yo. because then like it, it forces people, right? To like, <laughs> let's like, have this conversation. Oh, oh yeah. There you right. Go. <laughs> as, as a pastor of 10 years to have rainbow colored nails, I'm excited. Yeah. More conversations yeah. might come up. I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and by no means I'm going to look at you right now. Guys, <laughs> and, and no means Why are you looking at me? <laughs> and, and no means is it like, 
putting down, I actually want people to have the conversation with me. Like I want them to say, oh, are you, do you support this kind of lifestyle? And then I can have this conversation with them. And right. say, I don't yeah. know about support. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, like, what do you mean like support? Like am I paying for an OnlyFans page? Or, <laughs> um, or starting you see, one? You should see my subscriptions. <laughs> yeah, right. Mean. No, I think I that's hide awesome. That, hide that from my wife. No, and uh, you know, like, you, like I've had people like at the gym be like, like you sit in the steam and they're like, oh, you got painted to- why the why the why the painted toenails? And I'm like, because it's like for people that think like that when they come to jujitsu and you choke them out, it's like it's just a little more insulting, right? Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. It's like, and it's like, good to challenge like preconceived notions. Like yeah. it's like you know, it's like you know, you can almost sense it. You know, someone you know, and I'll have people ask me like, especially the kids, like, Mr. Preston, why why do you have your toenails painted? And I'm like. It's fun, and I can you know it's just for my feeder. I just kind of tell them say just kind of I, I just make it as little of a deal as possible, right? Yeah. But I think there's something funny about there's almost this it it it, it really does shatter some you know you know you know misconceptions where it's like your toes are painted, but you can kick my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you skewing like, gender stereotypes? Like you're hunting, and you obviously you know. So I was taking pictures know, with but different your manly, nails are painted. manly things yeah. and putting them on my story this that week. I, I had like this yeah. like Montana knife company knife and like held it. And I was like, yep, still manly. <laughs> I had a picture of my bow as I'm like <laughs> working on my bow all week. Yeah. And like, yep, still manly. Still like manly. it's okay. Yeah, now you just need to do it like while you're gutting the deer. Like, yeah. <laughs> just yep. like yep. have these perfectly yep. manicured hands. So we'll see, we'll see how long it lasts, but it's, it's, it's going to last a couple weeks for sure. Um, but funny. these ones, they're starting to get, they're starting to get, you know. They need to be touched up. So yeah. we'll ever take them off and put some new colors on there. Oh, that's bit. fun. These ones, are, it's easy to hide, too. It's pretty skin colored. Oh, sure. And so I want something a little bit more bold now. I didn't notice it till about halfway. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know. Yeah. But see, and I would say the greatest thing for him is, like, he didn't notice it, not because he's not observant, because stuff like that, when I think he's judging people based on character, we don't matter this to him. wouldn't matter at all i'm yeah. looking in your and, and he's meal. one of the <laughs> like he's one of a handful of a, a group of people that i would say that to or, yeah. or say that about that I, I feel really like those things like oh yeah and that you know yeah yeah Th- those are good people to have around actually yeah. you had left the house before i had thought to myself huh i think brian has nails painted <laughs> I'm not going to say anything because I, I don't ever say anything because I, I don't, I want to make it normal to not Bingo. say anything. Just, just paint your nails, man. That doesn't affect me at all. I don't care. I had a kid coming here with some very interesting contacts. Mm-hmm. And you could tell he was kind of waiting for me to waiting for that uh-huh. for me to say something about it, right? And I didn't. Yeah. yeah. And then in the class, he goes, hey, did you notice? My? And of course, I went, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're awesome. I noticed. They yeah. They looked awesome, man. I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, not that I don't ever, I mean, I want to validate these kids as much as I possibly can, you know, but it's just interesting to do it in a way that makes them think, huh, he didn't do it like everyone else. And it's yeah. not that I wouldn't normally, but I recognize I'm in that position kind of back to like the dial yeah. Where now I recognize where I'm at right now has to be dialed into like I what I do say is going to be hung on to by these kids or like how I'm reacting to something. They're all they're really hanging on it, right? And yeah. and it's hard. It, go, it kind of goes back to the Pagliacci thing. It's hard in those moments where maybe you're not having the best day, mm-hmm. or you know you you, d- you do lose your cool, or mm-hmm. you aren't maybe the the leader you're really trying to be in that moment. It's like ooh, that might have hurt you, but it hurt everything mm-hmm. else more mm-hmm. and then it's easy to beat yourself up over it recognizing mm-hmm. that you kind of let yourself down and you know the last thing you want to do is, is is make a kid feel like you know you're not what they thought you were even though right. like you will never measure up to that for sure yeah but so we have to you have to feel like you're gonna 
do the best you can for them, right? Mm-hmm. I went a little deeper mm-hmm. into that than I wanted well, to. And, and so somehow Nerf talk has talk gone. <laughs> See? <laughs> See what you did? It happens. happens it was every you. time. Yeah. No, it was me. Yeah. It, it, no, it's John. He's secretly yeah. over there, just <laughs> orchestrates was. all of That's it. That's actually Yeah, he's just, just quiet. See, now you know I've got that orange there. saber. I'm yeah. just like, Oh, I used all my patience a little yeah, bit. Here we go. Because <laughs> we were getting so ready true. to try to boast about you guys and Very what poignant. you have going on, and you immediately changed it to something else. And so now let's get back to boasting about you guys. About we have Brazilian jiu-jitsu. The we school have and what Preston has going on. The school, <laughs> the school here is located at 1200 10th Avenue South, yeah. right here at the mall. You just walk oh, in oh. and just say, hey, where's the coolest spot in the mall? And just Right next to what <laughs> used to true. be Victoria's Secret. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's right across from us? Every, we got uh, a hot okay. topic hot in the, topic. the Go Games. Is that so what it's called? Right across, right across the aisle from Hot Topic, which everyone, if you're of a certain age, and every parent that has kids of a certain <laughs> age, you know where Hot Topic is. So right across from that. Yeah, we were right in center court of the mall. Brazilian and Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. still running a special for newcomers. Yeah, so for, uh, I'm not sure when this episode is going to air, but so if they join before uh, January 31st, the new member initiation fee that we have is waived. Hey. Um, and then there is a promo that like if they sign up for three months or more in advance, the school will provide the gi for you. The gi is the uniform that we wear to to make it not no gi. He saw my eyes. <laughs> no gi. So, okay, so this podcast will episode on the 27th of January. That's so awesome. as yeah, you, you're all perfect. listening to this, you still have five days four and a half days to to get in here yeah and initiation fee is waived and you get a gi if they sign it for three months in advance yeah okay yeah. three months oh, in yeah. advance you get a gi which really everyone does because it yeah. takes about five minutes of research and the uniforms go yeah that's a pretty sweet deal and yeah. so oh, cool. so yeah. this brings up one question i forgot that i wanted to ask sure um because i started following you I started Preston. Instagrams. <laughs> you know, yeah, sorry. I have to say that. Preston, because I started following <laughs> you on Instagram. Yeah. Um, Instagram's like, oh, you're interested in these types of things because yeah. you like this guy. And mm-hmm. so I've got um, ads for rash guards. Yeah. Oh, sure. And it looks like a damn shirt. So can, yeah. we, can we know what a rash guard is, please? Yes. So a, a rash guard is, is essentially like, I, I don't remember the exact term, but I grew up knowing they were like a surf shirt almost, right? Okay. But, but the idea of a rash guard is it's like a very slick... Um, elastic type of shirt that uh, is popular for grappling because they don't wrinkle. They mm-hmm. stay, they kind of make you slick in some way. Like it's like Under Armour. Okay. Form fitting. Form fitting. Okay. You know, and, and it's nice for grappling because you know, just it's like a compression shirt. You know, and so it's. But so do you get rashes? Wear them if you don't wear them, do you get rashes? No, but there's. When you, when you have like a like a, like a, a brand new like gear uniform, sometimes not the ones we get for sure, but sometimes they have a little bit of abrasive, especially when they're new. Mm-hmm. I always recommend oh. if you just wash it first, you lose like most of that. Mm-hmm. But it can be a little abrasiveness of the uniform rubbing on you. Mm-hmm. Some people are a little more subject to like things irritating them, whereas these are like really hypoallergenic. They most people aren't just like polyestery slick stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. they would be like a cotton or something, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're really popular. And for the nogi. Right, people that grapple and do jujitsu without the uniform, that's the most popular thing to wear. Basically, mm-hmm. people wear what's called spats too, which is the bottom. They also wear like like think it's just the it's the closest thing I could possibly explain. It's basically yoga pants for men. Oh, okay, yeah. right. And it's like you wear that, and you wear. So the shirt. if I, as a man, wanted yoga pants, I would go that route. You would go with the spats. Yeah. Okay. Yes, cool. and then you do courtesy shorts. <laughs> yeah, we, we call them courtesy shirts. Yeah. If anybody's seen Labyrinth, we know the importance of those. <laughs> courtesy shorts. Uh, just 
I'm understanding you know, exactly. We are next yeah. to Victoria's Secret, so leaving a little to the imagination yeah. is yeah. also yeah. smiled upon. Yeah. <laughs> I used to wrestle in high school in a singlet, they yeah. called it. Yeah. And There's so no courtesy shorts. There was, no. Yeah. there was no courtesy anywhere in that sport. <laughs> no, <laughs> None. None whatsoever. And I would say the other thing off the rash guards, too, is that the, the materials that they're made out of are usually moisture wicking, so mm. it helps mm. you stay a little bit cooler, like when you sweat. Like, I think it draws a lot of that away from your skin and stuff like that, like... I'm like jujitsu shirt. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so let's, let's say someone out there listening right now is like, uh, you know, they've, they've heard episode. I remember for some reason that you're episode seven. I remember that. So, That's awesome. So That's just amazing. so you know, I can't remember what two you're on. I can't remember. I want to say we were like 12 and 13. Mm. We, could, we could look at you, could, Joe, you can look it up yeah, real quick. Cause I want to say we were in yeah, the I just 20s. Thought about that. I was like, oh, maybe we're maybe 21 and 22. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Um, but anyway, if they've listened, cause they'll get, a lot more information than what we covered here, because here we covered Star Wars, um, Eternal, Eternals, Marvel, Eternal, yeah. um, how to be a good dad and person, and Nerf. And so, if they're if they're into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, though, what kind of what kind of schedule does it look like when they sign up? Like, what does that look like? You come in on a sure. So we train five days a week, and and the way our curriculum set up is really no matter when you come in, you're not going to feel like you're like behind or like coming in the middle of something where you don't really know what's going on because the way we design it is it can be your first night and you're still going to be able to hop right in. So you're not going to ever feel like you missed something necessarily. Um, and, and so our schedule varies quite a bit, but if you go to greatfallsbjj.com, you're going to get the whole schedule. So, you know, we have kids, adults, women, classes, private classes. So, but are they, are you, are you signing up four or five days a week? So for adults, we do we do three days a week. Right now, we're going to add some classes, uh, and for the kids, it's three as well. And for the adults, it's five hours of training week. We do two classes that are two hours long. Okay. And so, and then if you're a woman, you can get six hours a week because we have a, a woman's class Monday night at six, and then we you can do so you can do Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and and actually our adult class I'd say is probably a third women. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so and and that actually represents a pretty decent sized number. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's a lot of women in our class too. So like you know anybody can come in. You know, zero background, or if you've been doing martial arts your whole life, and I promise you that like you'll you'll find a place of like kind of what you're looking for. And like a lot of people are intimidated to start martial arts because like most people's knowledge of martial arts is like movies. Or, like, somebody who's lying about martial arts. That's, like, the two main, like... Yeah. Right? So, like, if you... The hardest part, really, is just getting through the door. Mm-hmm. You're going to go, wow, I wish I'd done this sooner because I thought it was X, Y, Z, but it wasn't at all. And all my fears that I had are actually mm-hmm. not legitimate. And I wish I would have... You know, and not that all schools are the same, but I can I can say... I honestly can say it about my school is I, I get that feedback a lot. Mm-hmm. Very scared to start. Finally did. So happy I did wish I would have sooner because I had no idea it was like this. Right, and, and so, so we do a free so week just to make sure you can see what I'm talking about. So to make for so kids, and then a free class for adults. Let's get cool. rid of some of that fear. What do they come dressed like? Just comfy just clothes. Come, yeah, just, just think like workout clothes. You know, just whatever you're comfy in. Okay, so comfy clothes. Just Nobody's comfy gonna clothes. judge them. They're gonna no, be, not at all. And what is everybody no. else gonna be wearing? So mostly there are gonna be people in in the gi and uniform. But the the thing to keep in mind right now is it's not. Um, it's not untypical to see like three to five people not in uniform because there's a lot of people trying out or you try out, you sign up and now you, you know, you get a gi on or we order it by size and to make sure we get exactly what you want. And then, you know, you might be signed up for a couple of weeks and still not have uniform quite yet, or it usually takes about two weeks. Mm-hmm. So there could be up to five, you know, 10 people on the matter, whatever that don't have uniform. So you won't feel like you're the one, you know, right, like, Oh, right. I'm the one person. It's obvious that I'm the new guy. It's like, no. And, 
you know, we have like, I mean, such a wide diversity of people from like young people who are, you know, 20 something, but up to like literally 60s, you know, seven year old people and, and everything in between. And you wouldn't believe like the culture of jujitsu, how much it's just like, we want to help you. Like when someone walks in the door and they're new, it's not like we, no one starts like sizing you up, you know? And it's like, Oh, who's this guy? It's like, and you're like, Oh, hi, let me show yeah, you. It's this. not blood sport. Yeah. You're next. No, yeah. You're next. You know, it's like, <laughs> Bouncing it's like funny. We talked about blood sport on the podcast that I came yeah. for you, with oh, you guys. And, um, blood sport. But it's like, that's the big thing is, is you walk through the door and everybody's like, Hey, I want to help you. Like, because really good jujitsu people understand that, it, the better I get you, right, the more I can help you with your moves, the, the more you can get good at jujitsu. It's going to make me better, ultimately, because the, part of the idea of training is that we're here and we grapple and stuff and we simulate these, these fights. The, the more of a nightmare you can be for me. The, the better it can prepare you. The right. better, right? And you want to, it's, it's, it's like, you know, I like to use uh, Bruce Lee quotes a lot. It's like, you know, don't, don't pray. I mean, everybody knows this quote, right? Don't pray for an easy life. Pray for the strength to do a difficult one. So we're not planning for an easy time out there. Fighting is not easy. It's it's painful and, it, and it's uncomfortable. So we want to focus on really overcoming that uncomfort and make it so it's like, oh, I'm grappling someone. And at first it's very scary, you know, if you've never done it before because it's like, oh, someone's trying to get me, you know, and that fear is a little bit there. But once you realize, oh, this person's not trying to kill me, mm-hmm. like in class, you know, right. we're, just, mm-hmm. we're just training. And you get more comfortable and more comfortable with that idea. And then when the real fight hits, it – we, we simulate it pretty close to how that's going to feel. So when it hits, it doesn't shock you. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this is uncomfortable. Cool. <laughs> Been uncomfortable before. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, because grappling is, you know, we're very close contact and stuff. And a lot of people, that's one of their fears too. It's like, oh, that's, I really don't want someone on top of me, like hold me down. That's just, uh. mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I don't want that either. But do you want that? when you really don't want it, like when someone like breaks in your house and now they're squishing you and you've never been in that situation before, mm-hmm. how uncomfortable is that versus like you come into class and someone you know that showers, it's not going to hurt you. It's like, hey, like, do you want to... Yeah, that like, has courtesy shorts on. That has courtesy right. shorts on. Right. It's like, hey, I'm not going to mm-hmm. mistreat you, but I'm going to get you used to this uncomfortableness. And then you kind of decide your own level of how far you want to take that and, and, and whatever's most comfortable for you. And then over time, it's like grappling's not a big deal. Like, I wish I would have wrestled in school. I think kids should wrestle, but I didn't. And I was terrified to grapple. I was so scared of jujitsu and grappling and having someone squish me. It was like, I, there's no way. Yeah. But... I recognize at some point that that's exactly why it was so important to train that. And so I wouldn't be afraid when it actually happened. And now like grappling is fun to me. It's just like, it's like playing a live video game. It's just mm-hmm. like, Oh, I don't look at it like life or death, even though it is. Yeah. I look at it just like a fun game with a bunch of cool combo moves that you try to do on a guy. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like playing street fighter in real life, but no one actually, and no one actually gets hurt because we, we train like the pros without the blows. We grapple. We don't do a lot of punching. You're not going to come in and look like Fight Club the next day. Right. We get to train very realistically with grappling in a way that striking doesn't allow. And so the well, fight feels real, uh, but you don't look like hamburger when you leave. And gotcha. if you've seen so. any like street <laughs> fight, it's not a lot of strikes. Like it'll be one or two, and then it's immediately on the ground. It's a lot of it's so much mm-hmm. on the ground. It either ends right away, right, 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 or it doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 most of the time, it, it, and when you know jujitsu, you understand distance. So it's just. N- the odds of it just ending is very low because you you learn these skills beyond like the techniques of like hey don't let someone get close to you that's acting like a jerk. Mm-hmm. Someone has a problem. You gen- you're not sitting there playing video games with your buddy and you're just like bam like what was that dude like that's right. not what we're training for. It's like no this guy has a problem with you and it's very clear. Mm-hmm. Learn how to converse with that person. Learn a safe distance to talk to them. And when the fight happens, never let them get that perfect distance to get that perfect swing on you. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's easier to train that than you think. And it's just like, and how many times a guy won't swing on you because he never got comfortable? 
he's mad, Ugh. Mm-hmm. but he never quite got that perfect bladed close enough, mm-hmm. bam, out of nothing, right? It's like, no, I was able to, you knew you couldn't quite get that going, so I avoided the fight completely. That's much better. Right. Yeah. Um, right. So anyway, I, you obviously struck a nerve with me. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. I could talk about <laughs> jujitsu all day. It's okay. That's cool. That's cool so, stuff to talk it's about. It's so fun. I, I, I mean this genuinely. That's the coolest thing I've ever done. It's why I try to share it with everyone because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's, it's brought me literally everything that, that brings me joy in life. Like it's, it's been everything for me. It, it provides for me. It provides everything for me. All my, my friends, my family, my happiness, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. stress relief, my, uh, health. I mean, it's everything and it's whatever you want it to be too. It's very specific to you. If you're, if mm-hmm. you're, oh, I don't really, if I want, I want more social, I'm not too worried about getting in a fight, but I want to make friends. Great. Yeah. Or, hey, I'm in a bad relationship and I better learn that like this guy could drink and I'm too afraid to leave or I need to like, I, you know, I need to learn something because if this guy gets too violent with me, at least I need to know something. It's like you have a lot different type of concern, but we're here for that too. You know, so it's really whatever you need jujitsu to be. I mean that it's it's a very very interesting journey. So if so. you're getting if you're on your way to prison, this would be a good place to be. <laughs> <laughs> we <Yeah>. do <laughs> we do try to screen people. <laughs> okay, so yeah. good. So you don't have a bunch of people prepping to be in prison. Okay. No, got it. I mean, yeah. not, I, not yet, but now it seems like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, well, yeah. I, I will say this. Like oh, like get hard or whatever, like Will Ferrell? Is that, <laughs> yeah, is that yeah. get hard? Yeah. People make their uh, intent really well known when they, they first come in. Like you can kind of suss out really quickly like why people want to do it. And, and I, I will usually say that the people that like, I don't know, what's the best way to phrase it? Like don't have the right intent in mind or doing it for the wrong reasons weed themselves out pretty quickly. It's true. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's it's really true. Like Eddie Bravo is a <coughs> famous jujitsu guy, and it's kind of a funny mm-hmm. phrase. But he says like jujitsu has kind of a douchebag filter. Oh yeah, and, and it certainly doesn't at first. And of course, there's bad people at all levels of whatever in life. People are flawed, right? But mm-hmm. but jujitsu has a way of like there's certain qualities you need to really persevere through some of the hard times jujitsu, whether it be the plateaus of learning, the uncomfortable of getting used to grappling, these type of things, or or like. Um, you know, just night after night showing up to do anything is difficult, you know, mm-hmm. and then expecting to get good at it is a whole different conversation, right? And so what it takes to do that, like what type of people commit to things and what type of people are able to accept challenges or be humbled by someone smaller yeah. or different gender or whatever that, that they weren't expecting to be humbled by. And like, you have to face that now. It's like, do you quit? Mm-hmm. And and just, uh, sorry, like I said, I talk all day about this, but so for the first major belt in jujitsu that you get, you earn your rank is blue belt. And we found in jiu-jitsu over time that almost half of blue belts quit after the first belt. Mm-hmm. That really sucks. We don't want you to quit a blue belt. I want you to get your black belt and train forever and then teach everyone else these moves and help the next people to keep martial arts alive, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, why do people quit? That's a better question to ask. It's like, well, I, I think in the jiu-jitsu world, they figured it out and they're getting way better. You know, jiu-jitsu is a technology, just like music. It's like if you tried jiu-jitsu 10 years ago, try it again. It's not the same jiu-jitsu. It's changed. It evolves. So people quit because blue belt, it's good enough. Mm-hmm. Like I knew, I went, I recognize I that know I, the basics. Yeah, <laughs> I went from zero to like, I definitely know some stuff. Like, cause you know, blue belt usually represents a year, year or two, year and a half or two years training. It's like mm-hmm. three, four to five days a week. That's, that's when you get, that's it. It's like, that's a good chunk. That's a commitment. And you certainly don't feel like you did when you walked here, like zero, zero to blue belt. It's like, yeah, I'm a different dude. I would beat that guy up. Right. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, just because your belt changes, you realize the white belts are still tough. 
right? Now, mm-hmm. and even more so, some people are like, ooh, I want to roll with that blue belt because now, and maybe they'll maybe try, they really want to get it because they want it, to, if they could say they tapped it, you know, because ego is involved in everything we do, right? Mm-hmm. And now you have that pressure of like, oh, blue, if, some, if a white belt taps me, it's like you feel like an old Sam, I've dishonored my masters. And it's like, no, right. no, no, no. It's like we all lose, we all tap. You know, it, it, the belt doesn't mean anything. You're the same. If I didn't wear my black belt there, I went and grappled everybody. I still, <laughs> you either, you, you, are you wearing a belt or you are you that belt? Right. right? Yeah. Right. You know, it kind of reminds me of um, like an example that I, uh, in Star Wars. So a Star Wars themed example is don't be the Sith just showing up to, for stabbing classes, you know, because you're going to find Master Yoda saying, well, we got to meditate for a couple hours first, and that's going to be the whole year. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to think about the sword, and we're not going to touch one. So get ready. Yeah. And I hope that, you're ready. That's for his more, curriculum, yeah. there is a meditative class. It's you funny, have to have 25 hours and be able Ooh. to show the first five drills of the curriculum before you're able to, in this example, stab somebody, as we'll say. So cool. there's, there's, many, there's many reasons we do this. And, and it's and it's just to, so you guys know, it's actually a mm. fairly controversial idea in jiu-jitsu. Mm. But for me, I was introduced to this idea about six years ago and went, yeah, no, that's not for me. You're out of your mind by my professor. Okay. It, it took me almost five years to come around on it. It was almost the best. It's probably one of the best, if not the best decision I've ever made for my adult program. And it's gotten, it's grown five times the size it was before I implemented this rule, which was if you walk in the door right now, you've never trained, whatever. Maybe you've trained your whole life. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But you're like, hey, I, I'm here to train. Great. It, before I let you just like grapple these people that are, are f- business people, moms, you know, people have to go to work the next day and you're just some guy on the street that wants to like test your might mm-hmm. kind of thing. You have to be here 25 hours, 25. Mm-hmm. And if that's too, in order to grab, like you can train the whole time, you can do the moves with a partner. We're going to do the moves like willingly with a willing partner. But in order to yeah. grapple, like we're going to not let each other like resistance. Like I'm not letting you try to put me in a lock. You're not yeah. letting me, but we're going to try. It's not practicing the moves, more of a live situation. Like sparring. Like sparring, yeah. Right? Gotcha. You can't, you going can't live. spar, going live, right? <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that until you've been returned. Well, you'd be surprised at the reactions you get. Mm-hmm. People are like, what? I can't believe it. You're not just going to sick me on, you know, <laughs> y- you know, some, you know, and it's like, think about how happy my students are about this show. When they, like, you think they actually have it, like, you think they don't like it if they're really honest? No, everybody likes it because look, they see the guy walk in that you know doesn't have anything to to gain in the sense of like he doesn't want to learn martial arts he just wants to see how tough he is hmm. and even at the peril of his teammates i might go so hard that you get hurt oh well that's your problem uh, gotcha. and this was a th- culture in jujitsu you get these guys that were kind of forever white belts they just want to they just want to roll grapple forever they don't care about the moves they just like i just want to see if i can make you quit okay and i found when that was the culture i didn't have very many adults huh weird Mm, yeah that's weird (laughs) and then when it's like okay before you can do that 25 hours and when someone goes oh okay that's it great Mm. those are the people that basically have been here for years now or whatever whenever i implement this rule it's like oh you've been here two three years straight you never quit how weird look at all these belts and look at how many people i have now and oh it's because and it's not like we're still not grappling it's not like there's still not people that you look left you look right there's some some there's some tough there's some tough people on the mats i promise you right but there's also you know everything in between and Mm -hmm. and i don't want i want to be the best it's like back to the real love fake love fake love is like yeah it's easier for me just like yeah go ahead and roll it out that's your problem because i want you to get better and you know but it's like do i but what's more important i want to protect you 
That's also kind of part of it. And it's ironic because we're dealing with, you know, learning how to fight. And it's like, I still have an obligation to protect you. Mm-hmm. During training. And yeah. And I don't want you to come in here and you're, you're relying on me and my, my experience to, to know what's going to keep you safe. When I, when I, you know, you watch me throw people or something, you're like, oh, this guy knows how to throw you that you, so you don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, if you can do that, can you stop people from getting hurt on day one when this meathead guy wants to come in and grapple someone that he has a hundred pounds on just to like dominate him or something. No, I don't, I'm, I have no interest in that. I want people that want to build themselves up, build others up, you know, recognize that we're all dealing with ego and learn how to be more patient, even though it's so hard mm-hmm. and it's even harder. Like back to the Thanos when you have power and not wielding it, mm-hmm. that's incredibly, incredibly difficult, mm-hmm. but it's, it's the, it's the path. That's the whole point is, Oh, I can, you know, I can choke you in ways you d- you don't even know exist. I've forgotten more ways to choke a human being than most people will probably ever spend the time learning. Mm-hmm. But I don't go around choking people. <laughs> right, right. And it, but and it's not because I don't want to sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Like, oh, but I recognize, right? It's like that wasn't the way to go. Wasn't to snap my fingers. Mm-hmm. The way I had to take a different path, even at right. my own peril. You know, and and. Just watched a movie last night called Nobody. I don't know if you saw that, but starts out the same way. He could have, could have got violent. Doesn't everybody was mad at him for it? So like, oh, no, this yeah. was a good situation to be violent. And he's like, no, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And and later on, you find out, no, he was right. He knew something you didn't know. And so, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. One last. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Just, I was like, uh, no, was you're it. good. Uh, one last question because I knew Brian was checking. You're watching me. I tried. I just wanted, didn't it look professional when you came in here for a gym? <laughs> he's, he's like you come me. in like. Probably not you would ex- what you would expect, right? Well, no. It's de- I, I would actually say it's like you mean like out there. And yes. The, yeah. No. Yeah. It's exactly what I want to see. Because I think people are a little surprised. They walk by and they're like, "What's yeah. there? It's a jujitsu." Like, yeah. Yeah. It's it's it looks super great. Yeah, like it's it, not a dungeon looks, for sure. Yeah, no, it's it not looks, like yeah, it's like walking into like a fight club basement. Yeah, you're not, not going right, to walk right. into a fight club basement. It's clean. It's like it looks like things vibe. are like mm-hmm. sanitary. You're not going to be stepping on people's drool and sweat. Like you, it it looks legit. It looks really good out there. No, you guys have done you. a great job moving into this new location. My my oh, wife yeah. and I stopped by. That's right. Right, and yeah. we we talked with you guys for a little while right before opening, and uh, yeah, you guys have really turned. What was it? What was it before? I think it was Vanity or Christopher and Banks or I think it was both of those. Right, like some some somewhere that sold clothes. You can't tell that it used to do that at all. It it looks looks fantastic out there. Thank you. You guys have done a really good job. John was teasing me a little, though, because (laughs) when we were setting everything up, I wouldn't stop saying that word. It's like, it has to be more professional. This Uh, has to be professional. professional. He's like, is it? professional I'm like yep <laughs> professional <laughs> and he's like let me guess you like it but it needs to be more professional, professional. professional. <laughs> yeah, he was just trying to get you to say professional so I can beat him up later <laughs> yeah it looks it looks great you wait till we get home right? Right? this looks so professional yeah. in here my exactly that was really the feedback I was back to the wow I know that's why like, I thought it was like Joe was like like well in here with all the nerf and the star and like no out there yeah because that's there. what I was thinking yeah. I was like well walking in here it looks like I walked into the dream Bedroom for any like thirteen year old boy. Yeah, thirteen to th- like me at, thir- <laughs> me at thirteen would have killed people for this bedroom. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, and like like uh, it all it needs is right behind me right here is a bunk bed with no bottom bunk. Oh yeah, right like a room for like or or like that the desk uh, the couch. The, the futon the, for the Xbox that can. Yep. <laughs> yep. I was thinking a hot tub. Fold it out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a hot tub would you be know, good too. Or a yeah. water slide. But you have like the mini <laughs> fridge. Got, yeah. yeah. All of the lightsabers you could ever want and then Nerf guns. And you could like legit, my dream is to like 
block Nerf bullets with a lightsaber. We, we play a Ooh. game mode. We have specific <laughs> guns that shoot slow enough, and they're one shot. So you can fight sword versus gun. Like we call it Star Wars, right? So you got like the Stormtrooper, you get That's one style shot. Three. Or yeah, you four get one shot. Three, so four, you, it's four. a slow reload. So it's like, bah. You, you, you know about the plunger guns. Yeah. So if I'm running you with the foam sword, if you miss that first bullet, you're curtains, pal. Mm, yeah. And so right. if you have a full auto, it's a little, you know, it's yeah. a little hard to replicate the Star Wars thing. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a mode we play. If you ever, we should actually just get together and do a game sometime and just. I'm down. Like yep, we got I'm black down. light. Like so, we have. Okay. It's, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. This is, this is my terms. Okay. The song that we used as a gift. I just. Okay. Jiu-jitsu the uh, right at the end too. I began yeah. that yeah, way you began okay. that way um, everyone gets more dangerous the, when they hang the, out with me the song <laughs> that we the song that we created we have to do while we're doing the, the we have to do like a reel oh yeah with that song that'd be a fun video that'll be like Wicked. we have to make that video we can we can totally have fun but a part of it has to be about 10 minutes of not fun setting up little shots and stuff so we can make oh, yeah. like a reel out of it oh that I'm in okay. that would be so fun okay Let's and, do it. You know, and as, as we mentioned, right, like everybody likes nerves. So, you know, spouses, whoever, like bring, you know, kids, like everybody likes okay. nerves. So we, okay. could, we could probably set some up, have a fun little, little shindig. Ooh, good thinking. Okay. Get the most right. out of my well, rent well, here. Uh, well, we're, we're not going to mention when we're going to do it on air. <laughs> no, no. Because we, we, yeah, we don't want. we got to plan out. we got some weirdos listening. We don't That's want true, them too. Here, you know. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. And we don't even know what's going to happen <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, so, you we know, say that with love, yeah. you guys. Right. We're okay. Too. We're sending everybody to Great Falls Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. We're sending them there, and that's on Facebook, that's on Instagram, and that's yeah. on the interwebs. Yeah. Where else can we send people? Where are they going to find your... Um, maybe podcast, maybe... Well, you, how long has it been since you guys have eBay done a podcast? Store or done, this has been, been a heck of... With the school and everything, we, we kind of put it on hiatus and just... Yeah. Like, we, we expected to have a lot more people and students when we moved. We just uh-huh. didn't know it was going to be like this. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's been like, whoa. And so it's just been overwhelming, mm-hmm. you know, and it's and it's been awesome, by the way. And yeah, like cool problem to have. Been, yeah, it's a yeah. great problem to have. But, <laughs> it, you know, I think the podcast kind of is taking a little bit back burner. We, we spend a lot of time here in the day just making sure this place is just running like a well-oiled machine. You know? Well, just send me some subjects to um, research, and I'll do the deep dive on whatever Star Wars subject oh, yeah. we need because I feel like I really like that 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 task that we mm, gave ourselves. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right, I'm, I'm actually very impressed with you guys too. That was like, I'm like, I'm supposed to be the one that knows about Star Wars. You yeah, I mean, wow. that he was gonna be like, Do you like the purple saber or the red one? I'm like, hey, I got this. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dang, yeah, you guys, I'm, I'm impressed. And, Thank uh, you. I'll send you guys some more links just for the, the, the Alice in Wonderland. Oh, absolutely. Like, hey, yeah, because like out. being newbies doing the yeah. research, we're not sure like that we're on like the right. I wasn't yeah, sure send which some of the fan made films like the, the yeah. fan yes because yeah. there's so much there's an exhaust I feel like there's an exhaustive amount yeah. of, of stuff that's like I don't even know who wrote this why it has Star Wars on it you know the, yeah. different names I found some manga you know some oh um, sure gosh, oh, it's, well and it's the best like resource I found oh, well the best resource I found was Wikipedia yeah oh yeah Wikipedia I didn't see that. Yeah, that was, was that was the best one I found. What I, were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, it's a lot like martial arts where it's like the deeper you get, the more you realize you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like kind of a never-ending thing. So yep. it's fun to, you know, it's fun to research because there's no such thing as like a, I know everything about X. No. Yeah. The more you know, there's a humbleness. that It's like, no, I realize that there's a lot more to know. Oh, yep. man. In, yep. 
oh. in every expert video I was watching, you know, they're all like, okay, guys, so here's what I'm going to tell you. But before I say this, I'm just no, going to say. it's more like I'm sitting here in my mom's basement and what I'm going to tell you. Yeah. But they would always have that, like, uh, like hey, guys, I know that there's going to be some arguments on this and this and this. Yeah. I'm just saying this is my opinion and what I'm thinking here and here and here. But leave your comments in the comment section. Exactly. <laughs> Keep it going. Exactly. Last thing, it's so funny, it's like 10 seconds, because I thought of something that I wanted to say when he was talking earlier, and it was back to the, the love thing and the, the, the child getting to walk, because Preston said this to me one time, and I was like, what? And it took me a while to realize it, but it was just like the oracle to Neo in the Matrix, right? She didn't tell Neo, like, oh yeah, you're the one, yeah. you're going to be the one that's going to do all of this stuff, blah, 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 blah. She told him he wasn't, right? Because it right. set him on the path well, to be able she, to do the things the, he actually the great needed. Thing what he is, needed is to hear. She didn't tell him he said it and she just let him think it right she she let him do that and so yeah that, that that's really cool um where else can we send people how mr sisters are we are we back to like doing There'll anything be not right now there should be some stuff coming up that like if, if i if find out for sure i'll let you guys know but i would say as far as jujitsu stuff the best thing is like come in the front door there's always somebody at the front desk during class time that they can come in and visit with you know, cool. a lot of your misconceptions can get cleared up, stuff like that. You know, I think it's nicer to talk to other people that have been doing it. There's always students around waiting to get on the mats. They can talk to you about their experience. And uh, I think that's probably the best way. Okay. And then um, you, you guys have a business that we're going to take part in. Um, what's it called? That makes printed materials. The big, big Sky Promo. Big Sky Promo. Big Sky so promo. if you need stickers or shirts or napkins or banners or balloons or forks like literally yeah, if you can put your anything, logo on it we can anything yeah. if you want a logo slapped on it these guys can slap right. it the best that's right. they got a black belt and slapping <laughs> there's logos. those innuendos <laughs> all right <laughs> they just fall out of them now <laughs> <laughs> that's an innuendo too <laughs> touche <laughs> and so and so head that direction if you need any of that stuff but uh mainly just follow these two um rogue seven nine correct and what are what are you on Instagram? I think it's just at Preston Bloodworth. I, yeah. think, I think so too. It's yeah, just yeah. nothing nothing special. But Rogue Seven Nine, Preston Bloodworth. Find him on Instagram. Find him on Facebook. If you guys want to give him a follow or not. And thank you guys again for having us. Like that was like seriously, we're honored in the song and just you guys are great. Seriously, thanks. Real. Thank you so much. It's our yeah. pleasure. Excellent. Um, so one thing we've decided we're going to do is when we do, I'm, I'm reminding you. Oh, okay. We, for, we you go around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have a sign-off that we've we've developed. I think actually we might have had it when you were on, where I say I've been Brian. <laughs> yeah. He says I've been Joe, and then we say, See, "Oh yeah, we did have it because you did it in German." <laughs> yeah. Remember? Remember? Episode twenty-nine and thirty-one. Oh, if anyone twenty-nine wants and to thirty-one. Go back and check. There you go. Okay. <laughs> they weren't even back to back. I didn't remember that. I I was surprised too. I thought they were. <laughs> I thought they were. I think we recorded them back to back, and we put something in the middle. Okay. Oh, but anyway, what we want to do this time is I'll say. I've been Brian. You'll then say, I've, I've been Preston. Yep. I've been John. And then I'll end it. I'll, I've end. been Joe. And then we'll all say, we'll see you next show. Ooh. Can we do that? Oh, yeah. Who am I, I now, so. though, if I was John? You can be whoever John you want. 2. You can 1. sign off how, however you'd like. Just it has to start with I've been and I end know. with whatever you want. And if anyone's wondering, I've, I've stole that sign off from like a million. That's what people say in England. When they're when like the, instead of like oh. yeah they said yeah it I've sounds like this. a very British thing to say I've been so and so all yeah. right okay yeah. and what, I have a goldfish memory what was the second I, my long term is amazing my short term what was the second line we'll see you next we'll show. see, we'll see you next show we'll okay see you next show. All right. okay yeah. are you ready yes are you ready I've been Brian 
I've been Preston. I've been John. I've been Joe. We'll We'll see see you next show. show.